Indy, what is that I'm hearing? Give me your headphones. It's amazing. It does great stuff. Ah, skits. Why did it have to be skits? Impressions. Very hilarious. You record first. The podcast the world needs is returning. Bigger, bolder, and nerdier than before. You're a podcaster, Harry. I'm... a what? A podcaster. And a thumping good one, I wager. Once you train up a little. No, you've made a mistake. I mean, I can't be a... a podcaster. I'm just Harry. Just Harry. So be prepared for a brand new season as the Potential Podcast is back. You're not here to take the show off the air. I figured that out for myself. So what's the deal? My mission is to help you to run the Potential Podcast. Yeah? Well, who sent you? You did. 35 years from now, you will program me to be a co-host here in this time. Oh, this is deep. I'm Chris Dewar. And I'm Taylor Sokol. We are the hosts of the Potential Podcast. Get ready for brand new episodes on all things pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum, along with our potential picks, reviews on the latest and greatest releases in today's media. And remember, know, know your, your potential. Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear... The Zamundo Podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on this Mundo Podcast. And we are live. Welcome to Zumundo Podcast, episode 28. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And we're going to go ahead and get into it with some pop culture goodness, some nostalgia, some of the some of the old, Ooh, some nostalgia. of the new, some of the latest of what's happening in the and entertainment the world today. Yeah. And we're going to check in with uh, Comic Man a little bit. There's a lot of comic there's book news. Lot. There's a lot of comic movie news out there. And then there's so a lot much. of things. So we're going to check in with Comic Man a little bit later tonight and uh, have him weigh in on some of this stuff. So yes. It'll be, <clears throat> be great. It should be yeah. a good one. should be a good one. Yeah. So uh, I'm hanging out here with my man, Keith. And uh, how has your week been since we last met, sir? Dude, it's been a it's been a pretty good week, man. Uh, I like the echo. Um, it's, uh, you know, new location, new filming location. It's oh, not, yeah. Not I'm, permanent. I'm at, we're we're, we're um, in a temporary space spot tonight yeah so this is cool you get a little bit of uh, i'm excited for this part of the show as i'm pointing off camera you can't see um there's a the, yeah i had a great week man i um what i didn't eat anything spectacular i you know normal stuff went to the gym did the thing but uh yeah i had a great week man yeah how's yours uh pretty good pretty i had good. a really good conversation with a really good friend of ours and that was awesome that was my Ooh. monday night basically yeah i uh yeah. i i started i started writing 
a fantasy horror novel this week. Really? So, yeah. I'm is pretty, it one that I've worked on? No, no. This okay, is a, you're not this stealing is my ideas. Of, no, no, no. I'm okay. not stealing your ideas. This is kind of this okay is if a you new, do. This is a new thing. So I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited about it, and uh, hopefully uh, I, I get. You know, I don't care if I if it <laughs> never if it never gets published. If it never gets published, that's cool. But I just want to be able to say like I wrote a book. You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna stop do that. playing. I'm with sorry. The board, I've got access to the keys tonight, so it's gonna be a wild <laughs> it's show. It's the first time. I'm first time good. he has access. I'm feeling to the a little bit tonight, like so. you know Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice tonight. I'm well, feeling a little bit like Doctor Rock, so I'm having a good time. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be here, God. and I hope you are too. Oh jeez, it's gonna be a long show. All right, here I'd we go. I'd ask you what you're wearing, but it's a red shirt. It's a, um, it's a red I actually shirt. was gonna wear what a Generation X uh, jersey tonight just to be silly, but um, no, I'm rocking the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> we haven't done that because we haven't been on, on live in a while, so nobody's had a yeah, costume. Or yeah, we haven't so, had it. Yeah. yeah, we haven't been on live. We haven't dressed Since up Halloween. And, yeah, Halloween. 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 Yeah. Wow. All right, you want to go ahead and get into uh, yeah, Bruce news and reviews for tonight? Uh, oh, uh, send it. All right, here we go. Thanks. Leave the board the f alone, man! Like, can you just this is for the get first time you have access to the soundboard and you're going? Thing. You're like a little kid with like with the red shiny with, red button. Man. This is why I got into music recording in the first place. It wasn't because I like to play loud guitar, which I love to play. It was because I like to press the buttons after I play loud uh-huh. guitar. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, before before we get started with brews, news, and reviews tonight, we'll make a quick announcement. We have a very special guest joining us. In uh, live in the chat tonight for Brews, Re- Brews News and Reviews, he is the uh, host of That's Fair Podcasting. He's a good friend of mine. His name's Matthew Cotts, and he's going to be stepping in to hang out with us. Matthew, are you there, brother? I am, man. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Now, a little bit about uh, That's Fair Podcasting, man. You guys cover a wide array of topics over there, don't you? We do. We try to keep uh, some diversity involved in it. You know, we'll lean to one area and then get too heavy onto it. And we're scared that we might bored people with a video game topic. So we'll go to true crime or, you know, so we just try to keep it a wide range. All right. True cool, crime man. is extremely popular. Pretty much every, um, quite a few people in my family, if you go to their browser history on like YouTube or anything, it's all true crime shows. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, you know, things like that. They're into it. Oh, yeah. No matter what you do, I mean, you see it, people are always into true crime. It doesn't matter if it's a serial killer or whatever. It's it's everywhere. Creepy. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Uh, Well, I don't like it, but, you know, creepy. (laughs) I like that people are into stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, uh, before we, uh, we, uh, Matt's just going to be here hanging out with us while we do Bruise News and Reviews tonight. You know, if he's got some some commentary, he's going to jump in. And uh, thanks again, brother. Thanks for being here with us, man. We really appreciate it. No, I just want to say real quick, thank you, both of you guys. Uh, I love your show. I'm a big fan, oh, and awesome. uh, it's just good to be here. It's oh, really thanks, man. Appreciate thank, it. Hey, we're we're really a big fan of your show, man. Or do you have a brew on you by any chance? Yeah, are, we're are, gonna, we're gonna, it's okay if you don't. We, we're we're going to crack our brews here in a water second. Water counts as nature's brew. Well, brother, if it's okay to say it, um, normally I don't uh, partake in any alcoholic beverages when I'm doing my podcast, but tonight, in Did- tradition with Zamundo, hey! I'm doing a little bit of uh, Malibu rum with some raspberry cranberry. Oh, nice. let's go. That sounds fantastic, tasty. man. I yeah. appreciate that. All right. I'm, All absolutely. Right. You want to crack the brews on three? He's waiting for this. All right. One, two, three. Oh, oh, there yeah. we go. Live microphone. All right. <laughs> I think some of it got on my computer there. All right. So uh, for brews tonight. Um, so I got trolled. Got I, a, I didn't think this was real. We're this drinking. is a real thing. Sunny D 
vodka seltzer <laughs> beware it contains alcohol like you're going to the fridge you're like hey i got some purple stuff i got some mountain dew i got some oj it's like hey grab the sunny d vodka, vodka seltzer, seltzer. it's you, like yeah it's it's like the best parts of my uh my childhood and my adulthood just That's exactly what your parents don't want you to have um i have to say though uh quick next up sure uh kool-aid charcoalberry is coming i can to tell town. we're excited to be here tonight so this is 95 calories 4.5 percent alcohol zero percent or zero grams of sugar can mm-hmm. be like negative, whatever. Could be. Uh, and it, it actually tastes a lot like sunny D it's really weird. It's crazy. Man. It tastes exactly like sunny D, right? Uh, I always remember that like toxic radioactive flavor of sunny D. So like, yeah, it does kind of taste like it and it's, it's pretty funny, but uh, this is what I'm going to drink on the show tonight. Yeah, this is, this is what's happening on the street. This is what's happening on the streets right now. Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's good. I give it a thumbs up. I say just for, especially if you're in our age group, like just, you got to try it just to laugh and be like, wow, that actually tastes like sunny D. Sunny D, we are accepting submissions for sponsorship, just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it gets two thumbs up for me for a variety of silly reasons here. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not bad. Not bad. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Well, All right. My wife told me to tell you guys real fast, too. She was taking a couple of vodka shots for tradition of Zamondo as well. Well, we appreciate that. I like where she's at. Heck yeah. Mm. Charles, uh, comic man is in the chat with us. He says it tasted like melted plastic oranges. I loved it. That is a great <laughs> explanation of it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna link yeah. up with comic man here after uh, after brews news and reviews. But, Pretty excited uh, for that. Yeah. So that's the brews, man. Let's kick off the reviews tonight. All right, I got a weird nostalgic review. Well, not a not a review, but a uh, a news segment here and uh feel free to weigh in if sure. you guys got it james cameron has announced they're going to re-release the abyss uh in theaters Why? actually what i mean i'll mean? re-release oh, re-release not a reboot yeah re-release a re-release okay re-release. i'm cool the original with that. movie i'm personally excited for the theatrical re-release uh if you're not familiar with it it's a sci-fi movie from 1989 about a uh, a salvage diving team that's uh salvaging a sunken submarine that's super deep underwater and they find some uh I mean, spoilers? Can I spoil I'm it? I'm pretty sure you can spoil the 1989 uh, The Abyss. Yeah, there's aliens and stuff involved. It's pretty freaking wild. They breathe like that liquid stuff that was in that movie, you know? Where, yeah. Like, yeah, basically making ambiotic fluid that you can breathe in in a dive suit. I don't know if that's real because you have to drown to do it. And usually you suffocate when you drown. That's disgusting. We don't want to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, look, this movie sold well on VHS, Laserdisc, and DVD back in the day. It's never gotten a Blu-ray or 4K release, so this is kind of cool. It's our time to actually do that, re-release it with a bunch of extras. I'm, and we I'm know cool that, that was a production nightmare. Yes. Like most of the actors almost died during filming. That was crazy, filming. the filming right. of that movie, dude. They had to keep a tank of water that they couldn't keep warm, so like everybody's in you know dry suits and stuff trying to survive as they're trying to film. <laughs> There's a lot of great actors in there. Michael Bean plays a Navy SEAL. Michael Again, Bean, yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, <laughs> which is cool. And uh, it, it's a pretty awesome movie. And... Um, so it's going to be good for the first time viewer that's never seen the movie. You can see it in the theaters. I don't think I saw that in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I was eight, you know, whatever, yeah. eight or nine. And um, it's going to be great for people who have seen it. And then you can go see it in the theaters because yeah. when you watched it on TV, it looks like a big movie. And I, I got to give like a shout out to Laserdisc here. Laserdisc was not <laughs> huge. <laughs> no, I'm serious though. Like in America, Laserdiscs were cool. And it, never, were like, it never quite took off. They were, they were kind of a real bougie thing, right? Like if yeah. somebody had a Laserdisc player. Now people buy them for like, you know, collecting and stuff like that, right? Which is really cool. Um, but overseas, you know, especially in like Asia and stuff like that, Laserdiscs were big, right? Mm-hmm. That was like DVDs. Like they were just everywhere. And if you go like back in the day, not maybe not so much now, but laser discs were still made up until 
pretty recently. They might still be being made for all I know, but uh, and it's a cool, it's a cool. It might way. be still being made, still be being made well, dude, in the way making, that they still make Nintendo games. Well, you know what I mean? Not, <laughs> not, I was going to compare it yeah. to the Sega Dreamcast. Yes, home yeah. <laughs> so Sega Genesis specifically and Sega Master System. Um, I think Master System was huge in, huge in Brazil until like way later than it was in the rest of the world, right? They're still making brand new games for it. So it's not like a retro thing, but they were actually making laser discs up until like the 2000s and stuff. Mm -hmm. At least they might still be doing it. I don't know, but they're really cool. It's neat. It's like big, like a record player. I'm like doing the thing. Oh, we're on. We people can see us. They can see us. It's a record. It's big, right? Yeah. Uh, not a 45, like a full, full record thing. And some of them look cool. Some are like gold and stuff. And right. Neat. But yeah, that's, that's cool. I just want to give a shout out. We haven't talked about Laserdisc in the show yet. So who who's like, talking about Laserdisc in 2023 hey, though? I'm man. talking about it. I'm talking about it right now. Yeah. So that's, that's my, cool. that's my first one, which is all right. Kind of cool. You cool. Got, I've, I've got a little, I've got a little footnote here uh, for gamers out there. I know my man, Matt in here, he's, he's a, he's a big gamer. He, uh, he's actually admins, uh, gaming geeks on Facebook. Awesome. And uh, so this is a little bit of a Christmas gamer news we have coming in. GameStop. You guys remember GameStop, right? Like, it's the short, the stock that was shorted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut it's, you off there. It's still around. No. It's still around. GameStop's yeah. still there. Um, but uh, it, it has uh, two video game Christmas tree options that are offering where you can actually go in and you can actually still physically go to a video game store. Like, that still exists. Like, Blockbuster's gone, but GameStop There's still exists. There's one Blockbuster. There's one Blockbuster. Um, but they have two video game Christmas tree options, both of which are officially licensed by Nintendo. They have a Super Mario Brothers Christmas tree. And a Legend of Zelda Christmas tree you can go in there and pick up. Well, so, that's super cool. Um, uh, Nintendo's Super Mario Christmas tree has twinkle lights provided by USB cable and a superstar on the top and a question block on the bottom. Uh, they're not very big, but they're like they're put on the t they're put on the uh, the coffee table kind of things. Okay, the tree stands tree, about yeah. yeah, it stands about ten inches and is made out of PVC. And the Legend of Zelda tree has a Triforce at the top and a pot with a Hylian crest on the bottom. So that sounds look, cool. Yeah. So it's just a, just a little fun footnote. Like I, I don't think they, they cost very much money. So if you're, if you're a fan and you happen to be driving by going sport GameStop, man. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Definitely well, take the Zelda one for sure. Yeah. Oh, so nice, yeah, nice, no, Matt, yeah. Matt's a real big Zelda guy for sure. So, I'm a yeah. huge fan of those early games. Yeah, absolutely. Like nothing, nothing quite like it, man. Mm -mm. What's your favorite Zelda, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, we're going so far back now, guys. Um, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so it's not. I, I'm old school. The very first one, I'm, I'm going to the OG. Hey, that's me it, too. I, I spent hours upon hours just, and, and and the replay value to me is extremely high with it. Oh, I'll speed okay. run that thing right now. Like, you want to go? Let's go. Like, so I, I love gotta, that game. I, I gotta, absolutely love that. I game. gotta go with more like like Matt said. He's a couple. Like, I played the OG Zelda game. I dug it, but I, you know, like I said, we're we're a couple years younger than Matt. I, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Ocarina of Time as my all time favorite nice. one, man. Yeah. yeah, right. Good choice. Why? Right. It's just it, it just no. I said right, right. Oh. I agree. <laughs> it's just so hard to go back in time with graphics anymore. It's just it's impossible for me. Oh no! When they made the uh, they re-released the the mini Nintendo, the NES, those little like this. oh man, those um, sold out inside of like ten minutes. Yeah, man. I know. I got a, I actually got a somebody somebody bought like a weird bootleg one for me uh, before <laughs> I got the real one, and uh, it was way not good. But the the real one was awesome, and and that was one of the games I played on it. Played on a big screen TV. I have to say, yes, the graphics are age. Of, 
period, they, they've period aged. appropriate. They've right? aged, yeah. But they still look awesome. They're still fun to me. They're still fun. You can pick them up. I, you know, I played it with my kid. She liked it. Like, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Right oh, on. no, retro gaming's fun for sure. I mean, you know, but it's just hard because when you get caught up in so many of the games out now, like I'm really into Starfield and I'm still playing. Okay. Like, I'm friends with people over at the video game company Undead Lab, so nice. I'm doing a lot of State of Decay State of Decay 2 still. So Okay, very it's, cool. I'm very set in my ways. Every once in a while, I'll play Knights of the Old Republic or Morrowind. Ooh, and oh, so, yeah, yeah. I would argue that those graphics age worse than, and those are great games. Those are, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is argued as one of the best games ever. It's a lot mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Fallout, right? The way it plays. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually didn't beat it or play it. That was on Xbox. Well, on Knights of the, the Old Republic Xbox. is kind of funny because it's almost like a Dungeons and Dragons type game because it's, played, so, with, it's yeah. played with the D20 system. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but uh, but but set in a Dungeons or but set in a Star Wars world. It's kind of funny. But yeah, the, the Knights of the, the Old Republic, it. both one and two, definitely worth playing back through again. But Keith, you're correct. I think when you say that the graphics on those games are a lot harder to go back to versus like the old school Nintendo of the 80s. It's that's, easier to play the old school Nintendo. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. That's like when you play like a game you haven't played in a long time and your mind misremembers it, you're like, ooh, these are bad. You know? <laughs> but uh, but for the classics, Mario, Zelda, those kind of things, they hold up. They're kind of timeless, I guess. Uh, same exactly. thing with like um, like the original Borderlands. It's a cel-shaded stuff. It's going to look like a comic no matter what you do. So it's yeah. kind of not going to age, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Things get sharper or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that Morrowind game, as good as it was, going back hard. to that is harder than so going back to like Skyrim. after playing Skyrim, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Um, all right, man. You got a, you got, we'll, we'll jump topics there. I think so, you got something on the Highlander. I do. So I just Here heard some news. Are you doing a whole song? I, I might do the whole the song. The Princes of the Universe. I am a mortal. <laughs> That's that uh, good soundtrack by Queen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Highlander reboot is apparently due out in 2026. Um, but, Interesting. You know, that's a ways off, but our boy Henry Cavill is in it, like we've talked about. He's right? the man. I say our boy, and I realize I haven't watched a lot of movies with Henry Cavill in it. He just is cool because he likes Warhammer. He's a nerd and like does us, good you know? Like, and, stuff. <laughs> and he was in The Witcher. And, you know, his meme F word is like all over the internet, right? Like yeah. Anytime anybody doesn't <laughs> like anything. Um, and we don't know if he's actually playing Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod, born off the shores of Lodge. We don't know if it's thing. a reboot or a legacy sequel. Or another character altogether. Mm-hmm. I did hear something cool. Somebody posted the guy, he was the Kurgan in the in the original movie. He was also in like Starship Troopers and a bunch of other uh, films. What is that actor's uh, name? He's great. Um, but somebody said that he should come back and play Ramirez, Sean Connery's Ooh. character, if they do that. Which would be kind of funny, right? Like if you played one guy and yeah, you I played mean, the other guy, because he's older now, you know, he could he could pull it off. Yeah, I mean that that'd be pretty if cool. It's a and, true, and plus, that guy is awesome, and I'm, you know, I'm, line I'm like for line frantically reboot. googling trying to is find. Is he the main guy in Starship Troopers? He's the uh, he's the, the guy. He's, who plays he's the, the staff the, captain, right? He was or, like the he was like the sergeant in boot camp, and then he goes and becomes a private. Like Dean something or cat? cat I don't know. He, I can't remember either. He's the guy who saves the day at the end of the movie, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, you can look up Highlander cast too. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm trying he's to find literally it. the Kurgan. Google's yeah. not helping me oh right gosh. now. Everybody who loves this movie right now is freaking out. They're, like, ah! They're screaming at us. Why don't you know this? But that guy, that guy. Totally anyways, unprepared. Anyways, yep. I'm not seeing it and I'm just going to move on. All right. All right. So. Well, we'll get back to that. I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. But I got a, I got a third nostalgic piece of okay. information here. Hit me. Uh, so C-3PO's head 
<laughs> is the greatest in the galaxy. No, wait, no, 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 that's wrong. No. Whoa. Hey, whoa, hey, he's got a tiny mouth. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of wallet pedal there. Um, so C-3PO's head from the original Star Wars, A New Hope, episode four, depending on how you label it. I know there's a million ways to say it. Um, you know, the beginning of the Luke Skywalker saga, whatever. It sold for $843,000.51 at an auction. Damn. That's wild, bro. Yeah. That that's that's wild. So I think this might actually be, I don't know if it's a prop head or his actual mask. I'm I'm hoping and assuming it's it, his actual it's mask. It's from episode four, right? So yeah, it's not the from original Star Wars. It's, so movie. it's not from Empire Strikes Back no, where Chewie's carrying the head around, right? No, no. Okay. He's carrying yeah, he's carrying all the parts of the robot. No, it's um it's his his original head, and it, they specifically said it's from that movie uh that Anthony Daniels, I guess, wore and acted in. And yeah. he played a great iconic role. I think he still does the voice voice no he still does i mean well he did up until rise of skywalker well, i think so i he mean he was just in a just, too. just uh heads up he is the only actor who has appeared in all nine star wars films there you go anthony daniels mm -hmm. a legend legend he does a great job in that character mm -hmm. and really i mean if you go to the old was it the secret castle or crystal castle? Like some of the stuff Star Wars was based off of. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see uh, where that character's influence came from. So it's really, it's really cool, man. George Lucas did he a great really job. He really lost a lot of weight for Phantom Menace, though. Did he really? Um, just kidding. No, had he gained no, weight you know and then Phantom Yeah, he was all skinny. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, had he gained weight and then the robot? No, it's so just that he, obviously it was CGI from the Phantom Menace. Was C three was well, hold on time out was C three PO CGI'd in the Phantom Menace? Well, he was absolutely Whoops. because he had no skin. Exactly, that's oh, why I said. Oh gosh, he yeah. <laughs> I did. That just didn't dawn on me until yeah. just now. You're right, you, but you, he still did the voice though. You might be thinking oh, Attack yeah, of the no, Clones, I, he did. which yeah. with all the crazy acting and stuff, he was probably mostly CGI in a lot of those scenes too. I mean, and, well, I mean, I think everybody was probably Where, CGI like, in those uh, scenes, right? Uh, R two D two like flies around, and they're like. <laughs> doing some industrial work and then they save everybody. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Interesting. All right. Well, Hey, uh, check this out, man. Like, so we, we did it. We did an episode. I think it was like episode seven that we called cocaine shark. If you remember that, Oh yeah, cocaine shark. We, cause, because we love, we love the really bad B movies. <laughs> like, cause sometimes they're so, they're so terrible that they're awesome. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So I was, I was looking for some entertainment news and I stumbled across this gym and I was like, oh my God, this looks so terrible that it looks awesome. And I got to talk about it on the show. So here we go. Santa Claus is dead, Keith. And brought back to life from the dead in the trailer for the Christmas horror comedy. Ready for this? Santa Stein. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh wow. I was thinking cocaine Santa. Uh, no, so cocaine, like Santa Claus. Huh? Cocaine Santa. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, like, so like Frankenstein, but he's Santa Stein. Correct. Yeah. So the story Probably revolves straight to Keith's laser disc. Yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Zing, Matt, getting a punch I, in there. I love it. I don't want a silver laser disc. I want the gold one for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, so in case you could be wondering, as I'm sure some of the people are like chomping at the bits and they're like, what is the Santa Stein? Mary tell us Schelling's more. Christmas story. <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit more. So the story revolves around two friends, Max and Paige, who are experimenting with resurrecting dead things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> kind of like Hollywood does. It sounds like a Diablo video game, yeah. <laughs> and after a successful test run on a rodent, so they <sighs> are able to bring a rodent back to life. This is horrible. <laughs> this is terrible, right? <laughs> Max decides he must right the wrongs of the past, and they find a, a, a man in a Santa suit 
who is dead on the side of the road. And so they decide, they decide like, we're going to, this is pet cemetery. This gone is so, horribly this wrong. Is so great. No, hold on. Get ready. So he decides he's going to bring this man back to life. So he brings him down into his basement and does his little, you know, Frankenstein thing to him. And, um, his creation <laughs> turns into a bloodthirsty killer. And so Max and Paige must take the zombie Santa down. Well, as this thing runs amok through the small town. What was the one we watched last year, dude? The with the Santa Claus, but he's like a Viking, and he like oh, kicks that butt. was uh, violent, was violent night. Yeah, that was a great movie, though. <laughs> I don't feel like this is going to be as good as that. No, yeah, this is bad. So what I'm think, what I'm thinking is, uh, by the way, it's not and coming. It's this is not coming to the movie theater. No offense to the people who put hard work and wrote this and took the time to direct it. Somebody did it. Somebody's had to do it. Right? Hey, you know like, what? You made a movie and I didn't. So I, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I can't. I can. I'm gonna talk trash about me helping write movies, but uh, <laughs> that's later in the show. Yeah, not not for that one. You, you guys crushed it. I'm sure. I'll watch it. You yeah. know, I'll give I'll give right. you my five bucks. What do you what do you, what, what do you think, Matt? You gonna you gonna check out Santa's time? It probably not. <laughs> Hard you never no. know. I mean, yeah, I've I've seen worse. I mean, there's Sharknado. So I mean, there's, <laughs> this is this is on par with Sharknado. Yeah. So you know what? It, like you said, you hit it right on the nail. It's so bad, it's actually good. So yeah. right, right. So this. So what you do is you get a couple of friends over, and you sit down. And you crap, crack a crap. You crack a couple of Sunny, sunny D vodka sunny seltzers, yeah. highly or eggnogs, eggnogs and rum. You know, whatever it is, whatever <laughs> your drink of choice is, and you watch it with your buddies, and you scream at the TV the entire Somebody time. Sent us a drinking game, uh, like recently, a holiday drinking game, and it was like look oh, brutal. The yeah. Hallmark Christmas special. Yeah, that was bad. All right, so my girlfriend's gonna kick my ass, but I'm gonna say this. So uh, my, did she send that to us? No, 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 no. So my girlfriend. Um, it is you know how our, our our boy Nino like loves Nickelback? Come on, man! Why you gotta be much in, much in the same way? My girlfriend loves Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, Nickelback <laughs> sold like a gazillion <laughs> records, and they do a live show. They played with Don. They've done a lot of cool stuff, right? Like, Are stop you knocking Nickelback? Nickelback. I am. I am actually. <laughs> okay. you, know? No, that's cool. you know what Nickelback's I'm doing not- right now? Chad Kroger is probably playing <laughs> a very expensive Paul Reed Smith in a dual rectifier right now. And you know what I would rather be doing than sitting here with this asshole is playing uh, expensive Paul Reed Smith through a dual rectifier. So, all right. I don't know. I halfway expect Chad Kroger to play Santa Claus. In that new Ooh, movie, that could be good. Actually. That's the only way it could be better if a Chad Kruger was Santa Claus <laughs> hey, and Santa you know. Stein. <laughs> oh, classic! I don't. I forgot where I was going with the homework thing. Oh yeah, but we received a uh, a drinking game. To play with the the Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas, that's what it was. It was like missed kiss is two oh, shots. It's oh like uh, and I and I sent that old, to my girlfriend. Trope like some some boy like small town guy like sees big city antics or something. <laughs> it was like really, uh, it was obscure, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. But you know, it's like all those things like the family get together. The girl comes home from New York. Yeah, like, yeah all those yeah. things. It makes you take a shot or finish your drink. She or leaves her stockbroker boyfriend back in New York. Yes. Say he doesn't understand her, but the guy that she grew up with he does yeah oh yeah you are always that girl next door Tell you what. Yeah. Real, real fast i won't take up much of your time no, with no, this, no. but we, Go ahead. we invented a drinking game if you watch nfl football much and you watch the kansas city chiefs at all i do every time that let me guess hold on let me i'm gonna cut you off every freaking time they go to taylor swift to see her reaction you take a shot am i right and you know what? Alcohol poisoning all over the country without. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I don't condone you that. You are game. right. Oh my uh, God, that's great. It's, you know, it's funny. So, all right. So, 
Side story. Oh my god! I was I was hosting trivia on a Sunday night, and they had football up there. And I was I asked everybody. Sunday, yeah, that makes it was sense. on a Sunday night, and I'm hosting trivia, but they have football on in this bar while I'm hosting trivia. I think the Chiefs are like seven and two. And I right say now, like I, I say like, hey guys, like listen, I don't really watch football, but are any of you football fans just like dead ass tired of seeing Taylor Swift? In your yes. football games, and everybody went yes, except for like one Swift. He went no. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm eating lunch today, and th- I've seen this before. But uh, the NFL like ad that's on TV is it like, all about Taylor Swift on the ESPN channel? No, but there is a flash of her being at the game, like celebrating. And I was just like, "Are you? Serious? Are you kidding me right like, now? I don't know if it, I mean she had to have signed off on that, right?" Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, she's probably getting paid for it. Yeah. If you pay honest. me, I'll be in that NFL commercial. Are you ready for some football? You know. I like, think that one pissed off Swifty must have went home and watched a Hallmark movie to make up for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she doesn't remember her oh, name now. Oh man, my my girlfriend is going to kick game. my ass when she listens to this episode. Uh, my <laughs> wife loves him too, so you're not alone. Uh, so, anyways, I'm Santa, not hating Santa on any Stein of stuff, coming but. to Screambox in December. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. It's all cool. right. All right. What, all right. what do you got? Keith? I got some more stuff, man. Hit, hit me. Uh, can you say his first name, man? Because I always mess this up because I want to say it different. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. <laughs> Director Taika Waititi is not going to return for a fifth Thor movie. Uh, believe it or not, that's how deep we are in that franchise. I can't believe we're making a fifth Separate Thor from movie. from the you know, Marvel MCU. But uh, just uh, he made Ragnarok. He made Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, and he's scheduled to do a Star Wars film, right? The guy just said, literally, he's like, I'm too busy. Um, and then he was like, uh, there is a mention in the article that I read um, that he might want to do like a Thor just goes on a road trip, drives across country. Thor thing. on like a something road trip. totally like random. But they did a lot of those. Thor's like has a roommate. And what? when he talks to the guy, he's like, well, I'm smart. And he goes, well, the brain is a muscle and my whole body has muscles. So I have brains all over me. So I'm smarter than you. Like there was a lot of funny like one-offs and stuff they did advertising for one of the movies. But anyway. I digress. Uh, so he's um, he's he's doing a Star Wars film now instead. Okay, and uh, he's actually writing that Star Wars film as well. So that could be an interesting take on Star Wars. Taika Waititi's yeah. doing, a which Star is Wars crazy because that's going to flow into something else where somebody wrote a Star Wars movie. It didn't get picked up, and they're directing a whole different movie. Well, that's yeah. that's that's coming. We're going to talk yeah. about that in a so minute. I think it's I think that's interesting. Yeah, and I got a couple others because you're going to go to trailers, right? Um, yeah, I got I some know. I got yeah. some trailers. To I'm, talk look, about, I'm looking but... at your homework over there. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington is uh, scheduled to play Hannibal in a new Netflix historical epic. epic. You, you okay oh my there, gosh, there? what's You're going right. on here? Yeah. And Charles, we talked about, uh, and Charles will talk about, uh, talk with him in a little bit. Um, we talked about historical epic movies or epic movies in general. What considers a movie epic, right? Like, you know, we talked about Ben-Hur yeah. and um, Lawrence of Arabia, Gladiator, things like that, Braveheart, things like that. I don't know if that's really a historical epic, but it's 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 on par. Um, but he's going to play the uh, Carthaginian uh, general. He's a well-known military commando, uh, commander, sorry, commando thinking Arnold over here. Um, the second Punic war, they led an army of Punic. tens of th- Punic, sorry, <laughs> tens of thousands of people through, I'm having, it's the sunny D man. The sunny D is messing with me. Anyway, the <laughs> Carth- too much sunny delight. <laughs> Let me start. The Carthaginians came through the freaking Alps with tens of thousands of troops. Um, historically, uh, historically legend has it. They brought elephants to fight the Roman empire and stuff. So that's going to be cool. Um, and it's written by the dude, John Logan, who actually wrote gladiator. 
So that could be so this is cool. A, so this is a Netflix documentary? It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. Historical epic. Um, but in Gladiator, they talked about Carthage fighting Rome and in, you know, in the giant, uh, what do you call the place? Coliseum. Yeah. They, <laughs> they like reenacted the battle, which is kind of cool. So this should be interesting. And the same director um, that did Equalizer 3. Not uh, to be confused with Equalizer One or Two, right? But um, so, so him and Denzel have worked together before, which is cool. Yeah. So there could be—I don't remember. Hold on, Char- uh, uh, not Charles. So Matt, Matt, have you seen any of the Equalizer movies? Because I—I'm I, not familiar. I've uh, seen the first one, just the first one. The first one's Sonny. the best. Well, Charles says, "Sunny dyslexia is real, bro." I know, right? Yes. <laughs> Sunny D. I got the—I got I was the Sunny D down there. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't see that far. So yeah. sorry. What, what were you? What were you saying, Matt? Oh, I was just saying, I, I enjoyed the first one. I, I'm a, I love Denzel Washington. I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, his, 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 what is it? The filmography has to me is very impressive. The Book of Eli oh, will always. Be oh my god, that is oh, that is movie, such an yeah. awesome post-apocalypse movie, man. It's like it's one of my favorite really, ones. We yeah, won't give big away spoilers. Denzel House here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I do, I do love some Denzel. He's been in all kinds of movies. So too. you know what? If, if Denzel is Hannibal, sign me up, man. I'm on board. Yeah, I want to yeah, see absolutely. it. Absolutely, totally gonna Denzel, watch that. Denzel, man. I mean, also the dude who Genghis wrote- Khan ain't got shit on me. <laughs> right? Huh? <laughs> I'm thinking, Where's my crickets? I'm thinking, cricket, cricket, thinking time, <laughs> time periods. They might have been later. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Genghis Khan might have said the same thing about Hannibal. I don't know. Say what again? Yeah. Sorry. Another great actor yeah, that I love to death. Said Hannibal. My first thought was that here comes the true crime again. You, Lecter. Uh, yeah, right, of right course, now. of course. You know, it's it's so funny. You know, and then there's I um, think IGN actually made that article and they said not I think, that Hannibal. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. funny. Get that character because Hannibal was a name that's been around for a long, long time. But now, anytime somebody says Hannibal, your Lecter. mind automatically goes to Lecter. You <laughs> yeah, know? somebody somebody immediately goes, "Hello, Clarice." Yeah, it's yeah. some creepy stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's enough of that one. Um, and then let's get into He-Man? trailers. Oh, uh, oh, wait, no, we do no, have a He-Man you, thing. You're gonna talk yeah. about He-Man for a minute. All right, so Masters He-Man. of the Universe is their live action movie for Masters of the Universe was dropped by Netflix officially, but Amazon may end up picking it up and making the movie. So this is kind of a I don't know what if scenario, right? Uh, I think it'd be cool if somebody makes a live action He-Man movie. What do you think about this? I think they did it in 1987 with Dolph Lundgren, unless I missed my guess. Can it it not get any better than that? I mean, it it could definitely be better. Dolph Lundgren was also the Punisher back in the day, and they remade those as well. So, Yeah, Yeah, the 80s Masters of the Universe did not age well. No, that uh, was, know um, I believe it, that was Courtney it Cox's has, first movie. It, 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 I think wow. It been, uh, yeah, it was one of her yeah. early ones. I bet. You know what? I, I still I, I still kind of love uh, 1987 Masters of the Universe, man. I was six years old when that movie came out, and I was all about He-Man. And then finally, like, there's a He-Man movie, and we had it on VHS, and I watched it so many times that I wore the VHS cassette out. Wow. Yeah. When, the, when, the, when the video starts getting weird because yeah, yeah, the tape's yeah. thinning. Exactly. Interesting. I, I have to say, I expect more Conan out of my He-Man. Well, yeah, it's funny because... And I didn't um, give it And enough. I'm sure Matt can, I can really verify like this. Like, He-Man was written to be a, a ripoff of Conan mm-hmm. originally. And right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt knows. Um, yeah, it, I mean... 
Go ahead. You know, no, I was going to say that I remember being a kid when that toy line, I want to say it came out in 82 or 83, the original toy line. Okay. And I was just, and that's, you know, I was really into Conan the Barbarian anyway. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah. Toys, when I'm playing with those toys and I had that sword in He-Man's hand. I'm playing I mean, I Conan. Swivel. He wasn't He-Man in my world. He was Conan. Yes. He's not a tumor. <laughs> see, uh, somebody's been playing with a soundboard and, uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah but uh yeah man that was uh yeah that was the thing and, the, and they they basically wanted to make this toy line of of conan the barbarian but they couldn't get the rights for it so they're like well we'll just make our own conan and they they, they made the he-man line the like if, if you watch if you watch the toys that made us on netflix like they explain all this um, but they eventually came out with this line. They're like, all right, well, we've got these, well, we've got this guy. We'll call him He-Man. They're like, well, we need, we need something to sell it. So then thus the filmation the, He-Man show was born. So mm -hmm. I guess I'm thinking different than you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the, like the Conan play sets. You could have the tower from the first movie. Like they wouldn't have been that great, you know? Cause like, of course, it's a yeah. barren wasteland. You know that he's traveling across Sumeria. You could get some horses. That's cool. You get them like painted up, Conan. When they went like all Navy Seal into the place with, what are you gonna? You're gonna give kids the uh, the the bowl of people they were cooking to eat. Like, oh like, god, that's your playset. Like, it would have been a lot more dark. You know, we like, gotta think. Well, Conan the Destroyer had a more PG thirteen feel did, to but, it as opposed to and Conan you the Barbarian, Dagoth, the Dreaming <laughs> God, and like, yeah. Oh, there, what, there was, what, what were you saying, Matt? Sorry. sorry. Oh no, I was just saying. I I completely agree. I remember being a little kid watching the first Conan, and you see in that character conan the with wheels. women and your jaws hitting the floor and you're right like, yeah yeah i mean i'm expecting action i want to see him whoop some ass and he's whooping it but <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's a you know like yeah there could have been i don't know there could have been interesting you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna develop this idea <laughs> for conan play sets and then somebody's gonna 3d print them and we're gonna be famous yeah, I think we might have to get the licensing. That might be that might be a different beast to try to do that. Yeah, the sword of Aquilonia. Oh, but sorry, go ahead. Sorry, we're 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 off in a tangent. No, 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 it's okay. I was just gonna say since we're on the topic of He Man, and I'll say this: um, they just dropped the uh, trailer for the um, animated thing. That the the, the, yeah. the second season of Kevin Smith's He Man. Yes, I think the first season was uh, Revelation, and season two is Revolution. Cool. So we have. Uh, Mark Hamill returning as Skeletor. Dude, Mark Hamill as a voice actor. Mark Hamill in general oh my in movies God. is great, but he's exactly. he's coming back. He's playing a mean Skeletor, which is awesome. It's like it reminds me of the Joker a little bit, you know? Like, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, also with the added bonus, and we talked about this guy on the show last week. Keith David, yes, is did. coming in as the voice of Hordak, and that is freaking phenomenal. Dude. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you know, you know that voice, man. Like, like right, yes. Matt. Like that voice is iconic. I was actually talking yes, about was. going as Hordak to the next convention we go to, but it's, I think it's too complicated as a costume. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably going to go as Fisto. <laughs> just, just let that one fall the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's a there's a famous meme with uh, He Man and Fisto, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, but I try. Uh, I like. It's like when he's dying or something. No, no, he's you know, like He Man bad. finds Fisto on the battlefield, and, and he's, he's like, like Fisto, my friend. 
He's like, what happened? I tried hard, He-Man. I tried to fist them all, but I could not. I could not fist them all, He-Man. Yeah, he was like, I fisted hard. I fisted long. Like, it's just really bad, bad well, writing, man. If I'm wrong, one of the villains was like a skunk human named Stinkor. So yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stinkor. For sure. Yeah. Listen, hold on. There, there it is if you're watching. He's, uh, he's, that guy, was. he was all hairy. I had that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was yeah. Moss Man. Moss Man was hairy. No, Moss Man had moss on him. He was green. Yeah, but he was like fuzzy. No, the guy with the but Fuzz. No, but Stinkor, no, but they put the beast let, guy had let, hair let like a dog. Let me, like a dog. <laughs> so uh, Stinkor came coated in patchouli. Oh, gross. I'm serious. And uh-huh. you take him out of the pack, and you're like, oh my god, this stinks like shit. <laughs> That's really gross. I didn't know and, that. The, and, that, and it never lost its smell. Like over the years, I had that thing. It's still it's stunk. Oh, that just creeps me out. It's in a box. I somewhere. remember. It's in your, your toy box that you were scared of if it opened up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was a long way of uh, getting through most of that. Now we're on to movie trailers. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of movie trailers. Uh, Matt, did you see any movie trailers this week that dropped? You know, I haven't. I've been just too busy working and too busy doing other stuff, man. I, as far as any new movie trailers, I haven't. But uh, I am interested in what you guys are about to talk about. All I ac- right. I accept that. Sweet. Um, Except, well, okay, go ahead, here, go ahead. Yeah, you start. All right. So, uh, first one I'm going to talk about, and I'll talk to uh, Keith stepping away for a second. So, I'm going to talk about this for a little bit. Um, the latest trailer for Rebel Moon just dropped. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Matt, have you seen, uh, do you know anything about Rebel Moon at all? I, I know a little. Uh, when I found out you guys were talking about it, I went ahead and wikied it and cool. printed out a bunch of stuff and read about it. Oh, so. nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rebel Moon is kind of uh, Zack Snyder's Star Wars. I know that like Zack Snyder has uh, he's got an interesting career where he has a lot of people in there that either really, really like him or really, really dislike him. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so there's there's a lot of kind of there's split. uh, What's more? uh, enthusiasm on this thing kind of like with the marvels and everything which we'll get into here in just a few minutes but a lot of people are like hey yes Zack snyder star wars i can't wait to see it although it's not actually star wars and then some people like oh effing snyder bros won't stfu um to me it looks like a much more difficult film than just to say it's a star wars and i'm gonna say this because matt's a huge gamer but when i went back and i watched the trailers i'm sure matt probably did and it looked like um there was a lot of uh, it looked like a lot of inspiration by Dungeons and Dragons and Very also much so. also Warhammer mm-hmm. Warhammer 40k like in there as well. Yep. And uh, so the story behind uh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is back in 2012 when Zack Snyder uh, or actually when Disney bought Lucasfilm, uh, he took this pitch for a, like a more mature Star Wars story. You know how they always say like Star Wars is for kids. And uh, he, I think the Clone Wars should have been rated R. Yeah, and done properly. But he took this like more mature version of Star Wars to Lucasfilm, and they looked at it and said, "No." So he was like, "All right, fine." And he took it. He but then they it. made Rogue One. Rogue One's still not that. I mean, it's it's dark, but it's not gritty or gory or graphic. You know what I mean? No, and we all knew the story of how that was played out anyway. Once they had to get the Death Star plans, you know. Yeah, it was a story that's like. You know, you don't have to tell it, but it's kind of cool that you did, you know? Right. I mean, and I think she said, what is it, Mon Mothma? Who is it in Return of the Jedi that says many Bothans died to give us this information? In, and, yeah. in uh, New right. Hope, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was that was kind of the story. Um, 
But no, uh, it, yeah, but for this, if you watch it, like just the visuals, like Zack Snyder is very much known for his visuals, and this thing does not disappoint on that front. You see, like the inspiration from Star Wars, you have the laser swords that are in there, but Those also cool. like yeah. um, really cool world building, alien planets, and uh, you got some. Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of star recognition in there. I'm, Nothing I'm, huge, too huge, but I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so this this drops on Netflix next month, and we're definitely going to watch it and do a full review on it when it comes out. Oh but they, yeah, for sure. But they just released the last trailer for Rebel Moon. Um, highly recommend head head on to YouTube and check it out. It looks nuts. Yeah, and, and when you say the Warhammer 40k influence is there, it's heavy. Yeah. Also, it looks uh, a lot of World War One kind of influence because well, like they're in the trenches and think, stuff. So like a lot of that imagery for 40k came from that. Like oh. the whole the whole like fear mongering end of the world type craziness is mm -hmm. all World War One imagery. Like the gas masks, mm -hmm. the, the costumes. You know, like the heavy like. Uh, you know, like just the way things look. I'm not going to get too much into it because yeah. it sounds pretty bad, but the uh, it's very stylistic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For that, because well, it's a scary time, the, right? You know. Well, yeah, and the premise is just. I think the premise looks really, really good. It's like, I think they're called the Imperium or whatever. Yes, that, not the Empire, but the Imperium. Which, yeah. which the Imperium yeah. is the Empire of Man in 40K. So there's oh, a little bit. Of, yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe Henry Cavill shows up. I don't know. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be... It looks really good. Well, yeah. you know what this could lead to? Even if this movie is a total bust, which I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be popular on Netflix. Talk is that... Um, the, yeah, uh, what I think it could lead to is a Zack Snyder uh, 40K film with... Um, I don't know if you saw Astartes online, the, uh, the fan-made thing about some of the uh, 40K stuff, which is really, really good. The animation's really great, but it costs a lot of money to do a lot of animation. So you want to make like a live action movie. Maybe Zack mm -hmm. Snyder would sign up for a 40K film and put Cavill in it because Cavill's talked about he's very interested in doing a live action uh, 40K thing, whether it's the Horus Heresy or any of the other millions of, well, maybe not millions of books, but a plethora of, of novels and stories in that universe. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I would definitely, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that, especially with Henry Cavill. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his as it is. But then when, when you guys were telling me about this Rebel Moon, and like I said, I went ahead and I, I wikied it and made printouts and started reading about it before oh, cool. you guys went live. And it's just, it, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm literally excited. Yeah, it looks like the, uh, the world, um, it looks lived in, like, like Dylan was saying. And, yeah. and it, it seems like it's going to be a fun film. But if it leads to bigger projects. In, well, it's, it's part one of, part, well, of two parts. Right, I know right. that much. Yeah. We're saying if it leads into like a 40K. Okay. You know, a follow on. Hey man, do you guys want to do that again? But with like stuff that we have the rights to, yeah, you know, that would be really cool. And and maybe not Zack Snyder, maybe somebody else. I don't know who wants to do it. Who's got the time? Obviously, some people are tied up in Hollywood, as we just mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but if you look at the cast uh, that's going to be in Rebel Moon as well, most of it's unrecognizable. But when I saw Anthony Hopkins as the voice of Jimmy, I noticed that. that. Yes, it's a big voice. I mean, yeah. just. It just says Anthony Hopkins is the voice of Jimmy. So anything that guy does. Yeah, I mean, I mean and well, Anthony Hopkins is, I mean, he's kind of semi-retired from acting at this point. Is he? Uh, mm -hmm. more, more or less. I think, like, the last, like, thing he, he was did Odin, was... Right? Well, yeah, he was Odin, but like, I think the last thing he did, I think, was was the father, and it was about a, a, a dementia patient, when I think he won an Academy Award for that. And I think that was kind of, like, his last rock. Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins is up there, up there in years. 
Um, so he's kind of stepping away from. Him. So to see him do anything at this point is amazing. Right. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's Rebel Moon. Um, we got a couple more trailers we're going to talk about. You want to hop into Terminator real quick? Yeah, let's do the Terminator one. Yeah. Uh, so the Terminator anime got a teaser trailer. So this is going to happen. And uh, one of the key lines is there is no fate. You know, and of course, the follow on to that would be Linda Hamilton saying, but what, what we, we make. make yeah. Right? Um, and uh, the the other their line. And I'm saying this lines like literally just um, words because there's no animation yet. Like they didn't show the Terminator. They didn't show any of the characters or anything like that. Um, but on August 30th, 1997, which we know is the day that um, uh, Skynet. Yeah. Skynet yeah, became there, aware. There you go. Um, is, is everything changes. So this is cool. Like that sounds cool because it sounds like they're not like trying to take it back and retcon everything. Cause you were like every, for every Terminator movie they do, because we're way past 1997 at this point, they keep on pushing back judgment day, obviously. Because, right. Yeah. And, and to the point where they even said judgment day was inevitable. It, it, but, all, we, all we could do is postpone it, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think like in, in uh, Terminator Genesis, they went to the year 2017, where Judgment Day had not yet happened, so now that's Ooh, like that's up. like twenty years past the original Judgment Day, and it still hasn't happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that was a question I asked during a trivia night the other night. I was like, "From what year did the original Terminator come from?" And the answer was twenty twenty nine, which is only six years from now. So like we're right. like oh, we're past that. So it, so it's kind of cool to see they're doing like. They're still sticking with the original timeline. Like, yes, ter- like Judgment Day well, happened in 1997. And, and, and also, this is something I don't know if Charles can weigh in on this. I'm gonna have to. Maybe, maybe. I mean, to, he's 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 in the chat right I'm now. I'm gonna so. have to ask you, my friend. Uh, but I'll I'll talk to him. I'm not gonna. I can't see that far anyway. Um, but uh, I read a couple Terminator comics back in the day from Dark Horse, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, and they were really good and they were really intense and they were. Um, in canon, kind of along the same lines, but a little bit different, obviously. And, and we can discuss that because he's he's the knowledge base on that. He probably knows more about those comics than I do. And I read them because mm-hmm. I only had four comics and they were the Terminator enemy within series. Right? <laughs> uh, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of stories you can do, whether it's time travel, whether it's, uh, you know, around the original canon. Like if you think about regular guys going up against Terminator, I mean, like just in that first movie, which is why. Two men, I say three, two men, and mm-hmm. the original guy isn't actually, well, I don't know, depending. Can you name an actor that's been killed by an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator? Bill Paxton. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Can you name another actor that's also been destroyed slash killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator? Aside from Bill Paxton? Yes. The, I thought he was the only one. The original guy that I thought it was, actually, before I realized Bill Paxton got killed in Predator 2, which I'll spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I don't know. You got nothing, Matt. You got anything? Right. I got nothing. You know what? We'll save no. that. Well, I'll save that one to see if Charles knows. All right. We'll yeah, see. I'm going to we'll, save that. We'll, and, we'll, we'll and, save it and yeah, see if Charles knows. I'm going to save that. We, killed by an alien, a Predator, and a Terminator? Yes, that, sir. Aside from, Pil- aside from Bill now, Paxson. I mean, pre, pre the retcon stuff, too. Because in retcon, everybody's like, or like other franchises, like AVP and stuff like that, people like add it on hmm. or whatever. But okay. Yeah, it doesn't count. But it, okay, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just say it because everybody knows. It's, it's Lance Hendrickson. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Lance Hendrickson Terminator was a cop. Hold on. What were you saying, Matt? Sorry. 
Oh, I just said no. Oh. It's, it's fine. In the first Terminator, he was in the police station. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Oh, and, and Charles weighed in. Uh, Charles in the chat says, was it Lance? Yes, yes comic it man. It yes, was Lance. You got it. Uh, yeah, so, okay, that's good. I guess I shouldn't wait because then it, like, messes up the whole show. So, yeah, yeah so, so Lance Hendrickson was a police officer in the original Terminator. Mm -hmm. He was obviously Bishop, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in the Alien movies, yeah. yeah. And then he also got killed by Predator in the later Predator films. Huh. Yeah. All right, I, I've I've learned something no, today. Yeah, and an alien. Yeah, because he got killed. Obviously, an alien. So he got ripped apart, and no, then he, he got you know, destroyed with the crash and stuff like that. But whatever, you know. Right. You're getting into details. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. We got a couple more trailers to go over here before we get to our review. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, you want you want you want to hit up Madam Web. <sighs> <laughs> you know how many hours in my you life? You see, like, how enthusiastic we are to cover this, right? <laughs> All right, man, here's the deal with this, dude. I watched this trailer, and I was like, I don't know what's going on I struggled. I Listen, like, this, I'm, this I'm not hating on it. I've just struggled to have any feelings about it. No, no. So I'm, 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 I'm actually going against the grain in and a lot of this Marvel stuff. I don't know if everybody's tracking that. I'm pretty sure people who listen to the show do. Is I'm a little bit more positive than than 90% of the reviewers, people I consider really great people, and I, I love mm -hmm. them to death. It's just we have a difference of opinion. I think that right now is the time they could have saved Marvel. I don't think this movie is going to well, help. Yeah, that I think at this all. also isn't MCU. This is Sony. It's Sony. I think Sony got the message like five years later. Yeah. Well, it's here's the thing though is like so Sony has all the rights for all of the Spider-Man characters, right? Yeah. And but they don't have access to like any of the Avengers or anything like that. All they can do is play in... Tracking, tracking, yeah. Yeah, all they can do is like play in the Spider-Man sandbox. And so that's why we're seeing stuff like... Craven. Venom, Craven. Venom's cool. Madam Web. Carnage like all of these cool. random ass characters that they're like, all right, well, let's give them a solo movie. Yeah, but who gives an F, you know? And, that, and that's the thing. No one. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Like nobody cares. They're probably 10 years too late to the cash cow. Like, yeah. That, right? And and that's the thing, but they had big movies, right? And the new Spider-Man movies were big. Well, I mean, However, the, the so, but they but they also were able to utilize the MCU in those movies because of shared film rights in the later movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the thing with this is that we watched the trailer. I've watched it several times, and it doesn't make it doesn't sense. make any friggin' sense, right? Like, like I understand when you have like a premonition and you're talking about like I can see in the future. It just wasn't. It's just not a good trailer. Like that's what it is. I'm not hating on the characters or anything like that. And this is going to be like a, apparently it's going to be a big um, team of spider girls fighting a Spider-Man that's bad, which I, in different universes, Spider-Man's not always the good guy, right? Like right. it totally makes sense in the Spider-Verse. It absolutely does. And I'm, I'm super cool and I'm totally down with that, right? Mm -hmm. But your trailer just sucked. And, and like they're like, and everybody, like I had to watch, um, screen crushes thing and a bunch of other things just to even understand that. Like, these are all other spider yeah. chicks well, and that then, are going to crush it and be awesome superheroes. And you're like, well, which one's, which one? Like there's a million spider people. Well, we're, and we're like, also going to, we're going to, we're going like, to like have yeah, comic man weigh in yeah, on this when we get him on the line. Great, but they didn't define a single one except for, for the web lady. What is it? Madam Webb. Madam Webb. Who's been who's portrayed supposed to be an old woman in right? our lifetime. She's both, but She's been portrayed mostly as an old woman who's an older woman, probably like 50, she's more 60s, of a seer than who sits like in the big spider web and tells the future, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of weird. You're like, oh, okay, so it could be like her origin story, which, yeah, that's kind of cool, but like, 
And but I love why? I love the concept. She's a first responder, so she can respond like extra cool and hard and just like crush it and save people's lives. That's awesome, right? Yeah. But the the way the trailer goes, it's really rough, man. It's really rough. And I hope the movie's a thousand times better. Like once again, we want everybody to succeed and stuff. But the trailer was just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, agreed. That's my biggest complaint about it. It looks like it's going to be a team of them fighting a bad Spider-Man, and that's fine. But yeah, yeah. And I got like just a rando Spider-Man. Like, could they make it like Spider-Man twenty ninety nine or like yeah, like a cool Spider-Man? That'd be cool, like, right? And and maybe they're saving them because the the actor that does Miles is like, I will come be Miles in a MF and movie because. Miles is the shit. Everybody loves Miles. I would we love all to see, see Miles, Miles in a yeah. live action movie. And, and I think I think that maybe they're trying to hold on to it so he doesn't just go right into the MCU and yeah. like that might ruin their money thing. I don't know how that works, but I don't know, man. Because Miles, like in the Spider Verse, you've seen so many classic, mm-hmm. awesome like Gwen and all that stuff. Like, yeah, we want to see them on camera. I get right. it. So they're they're trying to do it, but maybe maybe it's a little too. Deep might, in the spider might, might I be. Know. I don't know. We'll we'll get into that. We'll, we'll we'll put a we'll put a bookmark in that and get into it with Comic Man here I'm not in a little mad, bit. I'm just sad. Yeah. <laughs> like I guess that's really <laughs> what it is. Um hey, I've uh, we'll we'll move on from that, but um and something that that I thought was really cute and a lot of fun, and I know Matt, if you haven't seen this man, go, definitely oh, this go check good. it out. But like so um Amazon uh Prime TV dropped a trailer the other day, and this uh, this just looks like cute and charming and like I don't know, man. Like I, I was watching like watching this thing, knowing that it's made for children, and I just had a huge grin on my face the entire time. This is um uh, Amazon's, uh, this is the new DC Comics holiday special, yeah. Merry Little Batman trailer. And uh, if you, it, 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 seriously, like, seriously, go and watch this thing and tell me if you don't have a huge smile on your it face by fun, the end of it. Man. It looks just, just cute and charming. And what it is is so um, you have Batman yep. in uh, Wayne Manor, and he is raising his son, Damian Wayne, who, if you know anything about the comics, Damian Wayne is is uh, one of the Robins. Like, in the comics, is he's... Is he Robin he, or is he bad boy? He's Robin. Um, but he's <laughs> actually... Uh, he was Robin raised by uh, Talia al Ghul. So, like, he's he's like... He's a, he's Related a, he's, to he's, Rob? He's a badass little kid, man. Like, he is a badass. Okay. But this version of him, he's like... He's he's Batman's little boy. It's a cartoon. You don't yeah, have it's to a be cartoon. like super. Canon, he's Batman's right? little boy, and he just wants to suit up and go be a superhero with Dad, and it's really right. cute, right? Yeah. So um, Batman gets a call from the Justice League, like, "Hey, Batman, we're in some shit. We need you to come over here and check Gotta it out." Go save so the day. He, and so he promises Damien, "I'll be home before Christmas," and he takes off in the Batwing and then crashes like somewhere in the North Pole. Right. So while he, and then you see like he's like, "I'm the worst dad ever." And then, but, but while he's gone, Joker. With all of his henchmen, with Riddler and uh, yeah. and Penguin, enact this plan to a la the to, Grinch, yeah, yeah. To, to to steal Christmas, and so Damien goes down to the Batcave and finds the bat suit that his dad left for him, and like puts it on and becomes yeah. like little Batman. Yeah, and then he that. and dad like team up to save Christmas. And it's just like, it, oh man, we just need more stuff like that. Like you, I, I've got a boyish grin on my face just yeah. talking about it. Cause it was such a cute trailer. It, it's, it looks fun, man. It just looks fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and I'll definitely check that out though. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, Matt, I mean like, I know your kids are grown up at this point and everything. And, but um, like, I don't, I don't even have any kids, but I'm going to go watch this. Right. It looks oh, fun. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> 
I got my, my middle daughter. She's a huge superhero fan. Her and I debate Marvel <laughs> versus DC. I, and I'll be straight with you. I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. No, no, don't I worry about it. I love Marvel's concept overall. It intrigues me more, but I'm sorry. There is not an ass that Superman cannot kick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a big Superman guy. I'm going to be with you on that. I agree with you. you no said, problem. If you said yeah. DC, I was just going to walk away. Like, break <laughs> oh, the no, wrist. Walk Marvel away. to me has always been more intriguing. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, that's just because I like. I grew up with the X Men and stuff, so you know, that's it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Comic man's chiming in. Uh, Razal Ghoul is indeed his grandfather. Yes, okay, that cool. is. Yep, yeah. that is correct. Yep. Okay. Cool stuff. All right, so that's the Merry Little Batman trailer. Go check it out if you haven't already. I'm gonna watch that and then we'll give a review of it on the show as yeah, we get. Yeah, totally. when it, I think it drops in a couple weeks, so definitely go check it out. And then um, finally, our last bit of uh, news before we go into our review of the Marvels, um, oh, and this man, is this me. is like the big thing because this just dropped yesterday. Uh, it's not one hundred percent confirmed right now, but as of right now, um, the Mandalorian Pedro Pascal yes. is in talks oh, yeah, yeah. to be uh, Mister Fantastic in the MCU's wow. version of Fantastic Four, and I have kind of mixed feelings about it. I don't know, uh, Matt. Did you see this? I, I did, you know, and, and when you said you were going to talk about that, I looked a, a lot of it up. And then, of course, when you bring anything up and then you go onto Facebook, you'll mm -hmm. always find it right there on your feed because I think your phones listen to you. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, I saw somewhere where it was at, when I looked a couple hours ago, it said 23 hours ago. It was uh, it was indeed true that Pedro Pascal was going to be playing. What is it, uh, Reed Richards or yeah. Mr. Fantastic? So, it, yeah. it, it's kind of an interesting choice uh, because, you know, I get like uh, Pedro Pascal is kind of the the hot item of the moment. Like he's, you know, mm -hmm. he's fresh off of uh, of the Mandalorian, obviously. He's still in the Mandalorian. I think he's trying to get out of the Mandalorian because you never see his face and it, like it's all voiceover at this point anyways. No, um, but, but then also, um, what, what's, I'm, I'm blanking. The what's, Last of Us. The Last of Us, thank you. I mean, mm -hmm. The Last of Us is a big thing. Um, he was recently in Wonder Woman um, 1984. And like, like I said, he's, he's, he's super hot, like, in terms of his career right now. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it would bring a lot of star power to the MCU that they kind of really badly need right now. But, Agreed. but I'm also asking, like, is he really the the person that you want to bring in? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's I, I see the pros and cons of bringing in Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. Well, I thought the same thing. I, of course, you know me, I'm a big gamer, and I play on both Xbox and PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But... I played The Last of Us 1 and 2 religiously, and when I first found out he was going to play Joel, I'm like, no, no. Oh, you didn't like that? Me, no, at, at first I didn't like it, because mm -hmm. I thought knowing him from Mandalorian, that show was boring at times to me. Um, yeah. It, it, it picked up, but it, to me, it really bored me. But then when I saw him play Joel, next thing I know, I'm sucked in, and now I can't really imagine anyone else playing Joel. Yeah, well, there, there you go. So, like, you know, maybe maybe he'll win us over. I know John Krasinski was kind of the big fan cast. Dude, that was awesome. So much so that they put him in as Multiverse of Madness as a variant of Reed Richards, and everybody went ape shit. That's obviously. what I want to see. I, I, I kind of want John Krasinski. No, no offense to Pedro. He's a great actor. Yeah, no, Pedro's I great. Just, I just think Pedro Pascal's very adaptable to a role, though. I think that he's got some kind of adaptability to actually convince you that the, he's, he's doing a good. So far, he's shown me that when, when he plays a role, like I said, he... He just, he surprises me. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he surprises me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did, so did you talk about the older 
set of Fantastic Four? The older set of Fantastic Four. So no. a lot of people have asked if this is going to be an older set of the Fantastic Four, like not when their origin story is like they're okay. old, they're they're a little older, more refined, you know, like okay. later in the career type thing. I mean, he's 48. He's not ancient. Uh, yeah, and, but he's not he's not spring chicken either. I mean, you know? Rosario Dawson's Easy guys, 45. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, she, yeah, she's and she's rocking Ahsoka right now. Like that's fine, right? Like, yeah. yeah, people in their forties are awesome to include us. Uh, no, that, that's not the thing. But like, if you have an older character, you can do an older version of these characters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't yeah. have to hire the youngest new up and coming actor. You can do a story that, hey man, these guys have been around a while. It could be like a, you know, deeper into the catalog. So yeah, 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 absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it could be an interesting, um, could be an interesting pick on that. I mean, I think a lot of it's going to also depend on uh, who they, one, who they cast to play uh, Sue Storm and mm-hmm. uh, also, you know, uh, Johnny Storm and uh, Ben Grimm to kind of round out. So like, I think like it's, it could be really good, but it also depends on who's stacked up next to him to kind of play off of him. You I'm know? using the thing a lot. Sure. Marvel Strike Force has no relevance to this, but that's my Fantastic Four <laughs> character that I've been messing with. Well, see, and Getting new the last appreciation. Thing I'll say about, the last thing I'll say about Pedro Pascal is we did an episode, me, Mark, and Miles, on our podcast, and we did one about movie sequel Mark, ideas. Mark, Miles, and, and Matt. <laughs> I love to that all the time. I did, I did the theme song for his, uh, for his podcast. He did. <laughs> he did that old Western theme. It had a Sam Elliott vibe going on. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm sorry. What and, were you uh, saying? Well, no, but uh, Pedro Pascal, to me, a good movie sequel idea is if he played the son or grandson of Smokey and Smokey and the Bandit, because he looks so much like him. Oh, yeah. Imagine if they did a modern-day Smokey and the Bandit, how he's carrying on Bandit's tradition. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I know. We talked about that. That was one of our uh, segments. So, yeah. 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 Visitor. Yeah, I know. I got a a pup over here trying to get my ticket. Piper. I gotta, no, I, like the dog in uh, Guardians. Oh, like, gar- oh, uh, I'm a good dog, right? I'm what? a good dog. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we literally have a giant golden retriever that's like the cutest thing ever. Like <laughs> yeah, wagon tails. Kinda, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm I got a puppy around here. Anyways, so. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, Cosmo. Thank you. Cosmo. Thank you. Co- of course, and, count on Comic Man. And, Comic and, Man, by the way, if you want to go ahead and uh, add and want to hit and join the live so we can have you when we go to Comic Man, our, go ahead and uh, go ahead and add yourself now or back out and come back in if you need to. And, and you fine. can you can chime in on my Captain yeah. Well, I, the Marvel's review. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you want to chime in. Um, yeah, but, but our, our Cosmo, that's or, or Piper who's playing Cosmo tonight, is very soft, but yeah, she's, <laughs> she's so fluffy. I know, right? Uh, yeah, but we're about an we're about an hour into Bruce News interviews, so let's go ahead and get to the reviews. All right, let's do it. This is another you guys ready for like an Oppenheimer oh, style review? Boy, and how long are you gonna go with this? Let's go. Like you should probably call Comic Man in for this. All right, well, all right, Comic Man, hop on in whenever you get a chance. But all right. This you gotta push Keith, the button. Keith, uh, all right, let me come over there. Um, Keith's gonna go ahead and take Ew, it for his Marvel's review. Um, all right, so hey, everybody, time for reviews. I watched the Marvels this week, and uh, I'm gonna come at this from a very different angle than most of our favorite reviewers do. When I say our favorite, I mean like the world's favorite because they're all over the place, right? Um, look, this is the, uh, the continuation story, it's basically Captain Marvel 2. Um, and this is set uh, way later in, in the, uh, the MCU, right? Because we're now in the multiverse saga. We're deep in the multiverse saga. Loki, freaking, I say it slapped. Like, that was my favorite Marvel show, hands down by far. I love Loki. I love Sylvia. I love OB. I love Mo- Mobius. I love everybody in that, that show, right? And this, this actually has a little bit to do with that. 
Um, you know, I love me some freaking Nick Fury and he's in here too, right? Mm-hmm. Let me give you some plot. Wait, so, wait, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Blackout magic. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna get to that. Uh, so there's uh, there's the plot in this movie is probably one of the worst parts about this movie, which it sounds, okay. it's like, hey, you like this movie and like you're gonna you're gonna knock it. Yes, I'm, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about it. So Darben, who's like a busted version of Ronan, right? <laughs> And I say busted Ronan. I say busted Ronan because her hammer is just like she's got Ronan's kind of weapon. Ronan is it Ronan the Accuser, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's Korath the Punisher, right? I just want to make sure I get everybody's name right here. Um, anyway, yeah. So so uh, Darben, who um, she gets the other bracelet that uh, Kamala Khan has, right? Which her she got from her grandmother, and these are called the. Uh, the not the microverse of the quantum bands, right? Which is kind of an interesting concept. We'll get to that in a little bit here. And um, she she kind of uses this band and it messes up uh, Saber, which is sort of the continuation in the MCU of Shield. It's just in space and it's doing space things, and it messes up their space hyper jump system. Uh, I'm I'm broad strokes here, right? And uh, she's also mad at Captain Marvel. Personally, this is Darben um, because Captain Marvel killed the AI, which is the supreme intelligence, quote unquote, that uh, ran the environment of a Cree planet. Right. And we know she's Cree. It's awesome. I even got a, uh, a natural lime green Cree drink for the segment of the show um, because we love the Cree. We love the scrolls. I don't think they've done justice in the MCU, but then I digress. Anyway, so she has the universal rep weapon that Ronan had, or at least a version of it which was destroyed in the MCU. So it might not be the same thing. It might, but it's just similar. It's a hammer. It's a hammer, right? It, it, she's Thor's got, got a hammer. hammer. She's got a hammer. He's got a hammer. Everybody's got a hammer. Everybody gets a hammer for Christmas. Kind of like Oprah. You got and a they, hammer. They, you yeah, got they a just hammer. Start busting stuff up, but, but the hammers are pretty, pretty awesome. Right? Okay. This is, it's not as cool. The, the version of this hammer is not cool. And this is, this is, this is my complaint. That's Charles. Okay. Uh, that, yeah, that that's Charles. Char- All right. Yeah. All right, all right. So the heroes get entangled with their abilities because not of like this. Jada Pick and Spith, like not that type of entanglement. No, like they get okay. quantum entangled right? okay. from the quantum realm, sort sort of. But quantum, so quantum entanglement. If you, if you, oh my gosh, I'm going to explain this. Um, so quantum entanglement is two particles that are quantumly entangled. Quantumly. They can be any difference or in space and maybe even time. We don't know yet. But they can be wildly apart, and anything that happens to one particle happens to the other. So in real quantum entanglement, if you have an atom that's blue, right, and it changes red, the other one changes too, right? Okay. This is why theoretically communication is possible, yada, yada. Uh, actually, I, I think a Chinese college said that they figured it out, and they're communicating with a satellite through quantum entanglement. Whether that's real or not, I don't know. Um, but that's a cool concept. So what this happens is if any two of the three of these heroes that are in the movie, which are... Miss um, Marvel, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, okay. and Photon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using kind of the video game terminology there. Okay. Um, if they use their powers at the same time, they switch places, which is cool. Okay. And leads to some really, really cool stuff, right? All right. So, all right. They get entangled because of the bands. And then Busted Ronan, a.k.a. Darben. Uh, yeah, well, because she's got the hammer, you know? Like, uh, okay. she kind of 
turns the movie into space balls and decides that she's going to suck an ocean, an atmosphere, what's, and a sun from other planets that are related to Captain what's Marvel. Her, what's her motivation for doing this? Well, they, so so Captain Marvel destroyed the AI that controls their oh, environment. Okay, you right? explained the, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that led to a civil war. Somehow that civil war destroyed their ocean, destroyed their atmosphere, and destroyed their sun because civil wars are known for destroying suns, right? This uh, is yeah, I mean, like I, we, we lost ours in the American uh, Civil War. It was crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not a thing, right? Um, gosh. Uh, all right. So the plot is a little silly. Okay. Well, we're going to, let's get to some. All right, go for it. Go I'm going to, I'm going to hit the things and we'll talk right, about I, the film. I hope uh, cause we got Charles joining us, man. Yeah. Um, he hasn't seen the movie yet, so I don't know. You might want to try to stay a little bit spoiler free. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit. All right. Just checking film quality. It's fine, right? It's fine. It the space looks cool. Everything looks cool, right? right? Like there's no people are like, oh, it looks too CJ. No, no, it looks awesome. It's an action movie. It's a big action movie with a big budget. Okay. It looks great, right? The writing, it's all over the place. This movie with the same plot and a little bit more self-awareness. Like, if they're like, if Nick Fury was like, didn't this happen in fucking space balls? Like, yeah. Okay. Like just a little bit of self-awareness and if he would have gone a long way. Magic. Um, that, that comes into play, uh, cause she's awesome. Um, it would have been a little bit more, I don't know, palatable, I guess, to okay. a bigger audience. Right. If they're like, wait, this happened in space walls. Oh yeah. And they're like, dude, are we like, we're digging for plots here. So, you know, they could have said a million different things. I'm not going to write the movie. For okay. it, right? It's already been written. Um, <laughs> the directing. Okay. So. I got a thing with directing and writing and actors here. And this is actually, you guys can start chiming in here. Okay. All right, man. Go ahead. Call me Hollywood. Just call me. Okay. <laughs> just freaking call me. Call. We, listen, we we have a podcast. We can write a movie. Just talk to us. I'm, Hollywood. Not, I'm not even saying that, but like, here's the deal, man. If you like, let's get drunk or have some really long conversations with the people who are star in our movies. Okay. So we can actually portray or at least actually be broken together as human beings. Right. And we're going to get the most convincing and tangible performance out of every actor and actress in a movie. And however we get to that point, like we can go method, we can go, you know, whatever acting version, like let's do it. Right. And I get it. Some girls cry ugly. Right. And we can work around that. Right. <laughs> Also, some people can be trying to be, especially spiraling out of control, especially seeing this like in like, no, seriously, like in the Navy, like, you know, when you go through like chief initiation and stuff like that, there's people who are super genuine and they look like they're freaking lying. Like they're like, no, I really mean what I'm saying. And you're like, you look like you're lying. You look like a lying son of a bitch. Um, And, and I get that. Right. But your job. And my job, right, as as your um, your advisor to your movies now, because obviously I just hired myself. Okay, is we have to get the point across that's supposed to be so convincing and believable, right? Like we can cry together, like like whatever. I get it. Like RDJ, like all these people are like believable actors. Like like whatever you have to do to get there, punch somebody in the balls if you need to. I get it, right? Like if you're not convincing, maybe you shouldn't be. Acting. Okay. I don't know what to say about any of that you just said. Right now. No, I'm I, so I get lost. Like, I if, am so lost. If, if you, if as a director, if you can't pull those performances out of everybody and punch I, them in the balls, not, is what you're not saying. Every movie has to be freaking apocalypse now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not every movie has to be, you know, like the greatest crying scene ever. But like, 
there's emotional points in this movie, which my, my initial take on this is like, it's like listening to a podcast at 1.5 speed. It's a lot of movie tucked into a really small space and time. Got it. Slow it down. Okay. Has some genuine remorse for each other. You know, there's more remorse with the three dudes and jaws and they're not like, they don't have a long relationship with each other than there is with some of the characters in this movie. So basically you're, you're saying it's weak writing is what you're, you're getting at. I think it's, okay. I think it's weak directing, honestly. And, 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 and if you have bad acting guys that can ruin an entire premise to a movie or a movie in itself to me, bad uh, acting can really kill it. Yeah. There's great. Absolutely. Acting. Choice. What? I'm sorry. What, I'm sorry. Charles, what now? The Nia DaCosta was a weird choice of directors from this for this movie. She the, the last thing she came off of was the Candyman reboot, the one that was done. Okay, you know, right. Back in, uh, when was that? Back Couple in years. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and, and you know, that's, it was a more intimate thing. She's she's never. It, this is this is kind of like what they did with um, the one who did the Eternals, who was like really big with like smaller films or independent films. Was like a like a. Sundance darling and stuff like that, but then they threw her into the because she was the popular it girl and they wanted like you know to do whatever they want to do to bring in you know a certain type of director and they just without seeing if they actually fit this type of mold and I think that Nia DaCosta based on her other films is a very talented director but maybe not for this particular thing it's it's that we we saw with comics could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tanahisi Coates is an amazing. Um, you know, he, he's. I don't agree with all his 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 viewpoints, but he's a great writer. He's a great journalist. He's a great you know historian. But when they put him on the Black Panther comic book, it was like C-SPAN with pictures. He had no idea how to tell a story in a comic book medium. You know, just because you can write in one thing doesn't mean you can write in another thing. I think that's part of the that, that's part of Marvel's thing is they went with the it girl. They went with who would be you know, like, you know, to, to make okay. people happy. Not the right person. And, and, and the movie overall, like the pacing is, is like, I have trouble with like more of the, uh, the, the, the structure of it than the actual movie itself. Right. Like, cause you get in the acting, right. And you can see above, you know, obviously as we just spoke about, but you got Brie Larson in here, right. Which her dynamic in this movie is a hundred percent out from the first movie. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Samuel Jackson. A lot of people are like all over the internet saying he's just calling it in right now. Like whatever. Samuel Jackson is still Samuel Jackson. Say what again? Yeah. Say what again? (laughs) And, and I love this guy and, and he's got a couple moments, but he's not, he's not the Samuel you want. And that's not necessarily what he has to give you. Right. It's not your movie, right? It's a movie, right? Okay. Um, you got Tiona Paris. Uh, I hope I said that right. Iman Vellani, right? Who, who uh, everybody's saying everybody's that she's like the highlight of the movie. favorite part of the movie, yeah. right? But again, yeah, her, you, I, you, her, Matt, Matt and Charles both are like are on her board comedic for relief could have been better. Just slowed down, like physically in time. Just it was a little. It was a little. Down. It was it was a, it was a hard punch. Everything, and they needed, everything in the movie yeah. just feels rushed, right? Uh, Zawe Ashton. You got uh, uh, Park. Uh, oh, I don't know how to say that. Seo Jun. He's great. And uh, Tessa Thompson, right? Makes a cameo, cameo as Valkyrie at the end of the movie, right? Um, all, all the actors aren't bad, right? Like they're, they're doing their thing. But like, I just feel like you could have gotten some better performances out of them. And I, I hate to say that. Before we get into this, like, uh, like, let me wrap this up. Sound. Sound was fine. The music scene that we're going to talk about here in a second was harking back to some like Bollywood stuff. I'm not sure this was the correct movie to do that in. I get it with, with, um, you know, Miss Marvel in there and stuff like that. Obviously Pakistan, India, that's kind of a, you know, they're trying to do a Bollywood thing. 
maybe that's not their intent. Maybe it was with a, a whole singing planet. And a lot of people said, hey, man, we get more exposition in a Star Trek episode than we did in a freaking Marvel movie, right? About why do they sing and yada, yada, and all that kind of stuff. And why not make the dude, right, uh, June's character, a total badass? There was no reason that he couldn't just be like an ultimate badass on that planet, right? Captain Marvel's married to a dude in the middle of space for political reasons, whatever, like people shit on that. I'm just like, hey, it's a funny moment and a trope that's kind of cool. Like go with it and just be like, hey, man, he's helping you defend the planet. He's just another superhero, right? Like, yeah. He can be awesome. I don't even know his powers. But it could be great. Um, and uh, that was like, so that's... I know there's some complaining in there, but I will say this, man, Brie Larson, I'll, I'll, man, I'll take it in the face. She crushed it compared to the first movie, right? Okay. And there's a reason for that. Captain Marvel had no freaking memories in the first movie. Okay. She's been playing with the Kree memory machine for like a while, right? So she actually remembers who the hell she is. Wow. She has a personality now. Well, that actually makes a lot of freaking sense. Okay. She also looks banging in the costume. Like, Jesus Christ, this girl's been working oh. out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, just saying I completely agree with how she looks. Yeah, yeah. The new cosplay of this year is the ball gown that she puts on in the Captain Marvel thing. If anybody's seen a picture, I try to look it up online. It's like gone. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. She wears like a real pretty dress, like like almost like a Disney princess dress, but it's in the red blue with the star on okay. the front. Like, right on. And it, I'm just like, dude, every every decent looking woman in the world is going to be wearing that at the next dragon con, you know, yeah. mega well, con well, comic con, everything, because it's just a beautiful costume, right? Like mm -hmm. it's awesome. These people like really, they did step up their game for this. The entangled or the entanglement, the quantum entanglement fight scenes were very creative, way more creative fight scenes than you've seen in a lot of Marvel movies recently. Like, okay. It's not just like sponge. It's not a Batman punch slam smack. It's not Acme, right? Like, okay. It's straight up. They do some creative stuff. Okay. The light powers. I get it. Yeah, like I'm not even getting to the whole thing that they, they made, you know, uh, Kamala Khan, not a mutant. And like, I'm not even getting, that's that, a whole right? other thing. We, Cause I yeah. do love the fact that the real miss Marvel is Cockknocker. She's got a big hand. She smacks the crap out of you with it. It's hilarious. Right. But in this one, she's got light powers and she's like miss Marvel hard light, right? Like from Marvel strike force video game and stuff like that. She can run up, stuff in space and make stairs and do all kinds of cool stuff and they're like sliding and they're fighting and they're kicking ass and they 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 figure out their powers there actually is a little montage where they figure it out and they kick butt and they do okay. a really good job and i love that and i love them i think it can do so much more the ending is is kind of kind of crazy and i don't know if every like i don't know if everybody's seen the uh the post-credit scene where they they kind of mold some I've things seen together it, yeah and uh, uh, Charles, have you guys seen that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't want to. I've heard of it, yeah. Okay. So, you know, they, they get the 616 melds with the kind of the Fox universe, right? And particularly parts of the Fox universe with Kelsey Grammer's mm -hmm. um, uh, cameo. Spoilers, sorry. Uh, at the end of the movie, that's in the post credits. There's some cool stuff. And she learns her powers. Hence the, the line I've been talking about, which is the black girl magic line which mm -hmm. was not a big line in the movie. He kind of just says it one off. Right. But Samuel L. Jackson doesn't do token Samuel L. Jackson, silly lines in this. He's very good. And then he, mm -hmm. he like, there's a lot of exposition and, and stuff in his character because he's busy dealing with a massive amount of people and trying to deal with, you know, like not shield, sorry, right. Uh, with saber in space. And it's like a whole different dynamic. He's helping, um, you know, Miss Marvel's family because okay. they want to go see her in space. It's like there's a lot more that goes into this movie than just people shitting on it. And I'm kind of tired of people just 
people so people outside of the movie realm have been jumping into this okay. like p- politic speakers have been like oh that movie yeah. sucks i haven't watched anything since endgame it's like this well is, you haven't watched anything this since is the last endgame. time i give you an energy drink before Sorry. we go into the show room. yeah i was super tired i drank i drank a celsius and i'm ready to go now but like i i love these characters i love these comics and they're coming to life in front of my eyes don't mess that up for the rest of us right and i'm not saying it's the best movie ever the plot is space balls it's silly right like we can't not acknowledge that however comma it's not you can't crap on the actors because of the role they're put in necessarily and all like all that i just i guess i'm tired of the banter around it it's a fun movie it's worth going to see in the theaters it's cool I've watched all the Marvel movies of the last year from Quantumania and the, and the, was it, I didn't see the Doctor Strange one, uh, you know, Guardians 3, where, you know, we can talk about Adam Warlock being, you know, nerfed and all that kind of stuff. But this one was, was pretty cool. It should not get as bad a rap as people have been giving it. I thought it was fun. And like, watch it as a fun movie. Don't watch it as the next end game. Like, it's not, right? All right. The next end game is going to be Secret War or, or you know Kang Dynasty or something like that. Like okay. we're not we're not there yet, right? Watch Loki and then go watch these movies, and you're like, if you want to get emotional, watch the ending of Loki, and you're like, oh man, this is awesome, mm-hmm. and then go watch the Marvels, and you're like, oh, I needed that, you know, like it's right. a little lighter, you know. Cool. Uh, I don't know. It, right. it was fun, man, and Matt. I know I'm all over the place with yeah, it. But. Yeah, you are most definitely all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. No, but I, I I just thought I thought I thought everybody was so much better in the movie than. There was so much buildup around it that it was going to be a flop are and this you, and that. I are, just thought it was. Are you coming you know, to the end of this review? Yeah, it's, it's over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. You guys can be mad at me. It's fine. I'm not mad at you. It's just He's like, God. I just, you're like, you're like, somebody I'm just. awesome, man. Somebody just put November Rain in the jukebox and played it I back don't like to back to back. Yeah, like, oh, get over yourself. He's passionate, man. He's passionate. No, but like, like. It's just, it's, it was, it was, it was, it's got its good stuff, man. Let's celebrate the good. Like, let's just not knock it. You know? All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Good. But it, it's, it's definitely got some funny stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't care. Yeah. All right. I get it. I get it. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm off my soapbox. Holy that. We're running out of time. Yeah. We, we have no time limit on this show for the record. <laughs> Talk about this for another two I'm gonna hours. Get, we, can, we can sit down and watch when we get, the movie When we get off the right air now, later, yeah. he's going to be like, well, why'd you have to punk me out like that on the air, man? Like, <laughs> No, I'll just wait till you fall asleep so I can punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah. But uh, hey, get out there. See it, man. You know? And and we, we talked about this uh, briefly. Actually, you talked about this. Like, don't wish for stuff to fail. Get out there. Spend seven bucks or five bucks at the matinee if you're in a place where movies can cost that cheap still right yeah they're like fifty dollars some places but um yeah i I think it's a it's it's an addition to the mcu whether you like it or not okay um i'm not telling you that that doesn't mean you have to accept it or it doesn't have to be your favorite movie Mm -hmm. um but you know what give the give the girls a chance i get it they came from some weird shows okay and it's a little silly um but maybe maybe this is going to build into deadpool 3 which i'm really hoping it's going to be awesome and I think they did a lot of post editing, like after the movie was filmed and reshoots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just stop, just stop. Uh, I hate you. Um, the the uh, my last sentiment is 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 maybe this, maybe they did all those edits to try to like, hey man, like we're still here, we're still the MCU, we still kick ass. All right. He made it. He finished. He finished his review. I'll be here all week. I'm wondering, where, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering where, you know, I'm feeling a little anxious. You know, we're, we're an average guy, regular I guy. I like hardly me. noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Sorry, this is my Beetlejuice moment. It's all right. Get a little action. You're good. You, yeah. you got that out of your yeah. system. <laughs> hey, man, Charles. Everybody's admitted they they love freaking Miss Marvel in these movies or in the show and stuff. She's she's great. Like she does really look like she wants to be there, which is freaking awesome, man. Because I want to be there, and I'm not there, and I'm excited. Somebody else is excited to be there. There you go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of our Bruised News and Reviews segment. So uh, we got a lot of questions for Comic Man. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. But before we do that, I just want to give a a, a very special thanks to, uh, to Matt from That's Fair Podcasting for joining us for this very special edition of uh, Brews News and Reviews. Matt, thank you so much, bro. And uh, if you get a chance, go over there, check out That's Fair Podcasting because they got a really great show over there. Mark Miles and Matt over there, they cover a, little, a lot of pop culture stuff like we do, a lot okay. of mysterious world stuff kind of like we do too. Like they had some really cool stuff on uh, aliens and uh, the lost civilizations of, uh, what was it, Tartan, I think? Um, yeah, the Tartarian the Empire. The Tartarian Empire, Ooh. yeah. It's really interesting. Like, I love that one and uh, some of the other stuff you guys uh, have done along in, in that same vein. A lot of fun, man. And they're, uh, they don't go on for, like, two hours like we do. Like, they're, they're in and out in, like, 30 minutes. So if you're listening to us being like, God, when are these assholes going to stop talking? And then when we start talking, everybody just starts calling you an asshole and they can't finish your statement. <laughs> See, yeah. I knew no, he'd man, be mad. I knew he'd be mad. <laughs> it, it, it's all good, man, because I had a blast, you guys. I want to thank you both, uh, Dool and Keith. And really appreciate your time. Work, man. You guys have a hell of a good podcast, and it's just you're doing it right, man. So I want to thank you both. Oh, appreciate thank you so it. much, thanks, Matt. Thanks, yeah, I really appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, we, it, man. we talked about this recently. Hey, grab a microphone, get out there, meet some people, podcast. It's really cool to meet other people who are in the same, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, in, uh, in the uh, same in the wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Thanks Absolutely. again. Exactly. You guys take care. Keep up the great work, man. All right. Appreciate it. That's Matt with That's Her Podcasting. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Wow. All right. So we've uh, we we got a lot we got a lot to get into with Comic Man. We actually so much. He, he's he's already been on the line tonight, so uh, and, and chiming in. But we can't. We got to make it official, of course. Got to play his the, theme. We got to play yeah. his theme because he's got a theme song, man. Here it is. <laughs> Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X Men to Fantastic Four, all the sagas he's explored. It's time. Check in with Comic Man. And hey, Comic Man on the line with us. What's up, Charles? Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing great, great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm not as wound up as a Keith said, but I'm, I'm, I can be. <laughs> I gave him a Celsius energy drink. This is the first he was time like, I right before we got on the line, he yeah. was like, he's like, I'm really tired. And I'm like, I got a Celsius energy drink. He wanted, kick in. And he like, he chugged it. And I think it kicked in right about the time he started his Marvel's review. Yeah. <laughs> that was like watching a, a child with ADHD try to like paint a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know whether to appreciate that or to backhand you (laughs) (laughs) that's fine uh probably well deserved but um but we got a couple things we're going to talk to you about um uh not so much with uh what's on the shelves this week but you know second like uh based on what he said if you want to give any comic book readers insight into the marvels and then i have uh i have a couple i have another question for you i'm going to bring on after that but um yeah just a little bit of insight like maybe maybe who this uh who this villain is that uh um, oh, she's nobody he's completely made up for the movie. really oh okay oh, so darben is not not real it, it, she's pretty much it, she's an mcu character yeah. then yeah yeah they, they they really that that's that's one of the big things it's like there's so much of a, sta- a stable of 
characters you can use that you know extend from the Kree and 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 the Skrulls even. Indeed. And to use established characters would be so much better because at least it would resonate a little bit more. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of these characters. To be fair, in the comic books, are kind of blank slates themselves. Like outside of Ronan, you don't really see much of the Kree, and when you do, they're like ones that you saw already on her Star Force that mm-hmm. she had, like the team that she was part of yeah. in Yon Rog in, in the first movie. Right. That kind of yeah, know, they Jude, got Jude Law in a freaking MCU movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and then and Gemma Chan, she was in she was uh she was Dr. Minerva in that one. And then she was I like Minerva. She's an awesome I, I got into mm-hmm. her um from the game, actually, from the Marvel Strike Force game. I didn't really know much oh, about okay. her. And then saw the movie. I saw Captain Marvel later than most people. And I was like, oh, man, this is a cool character. She's a sniper. She does, like, medical stuff in the video game. Like, okay. Yeah, she's an interesting, you know, you said Dr. Minerva. Like, yeah. Like, pretty interesting character. All right. Yeah. Like, the, um, the, the Kree. One. The Kree have personalities, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, most of them are just faceless, like any other human, like, like you know, soldiers they're just, and stuff. They're just blue, you know. It's, it's yeah. the same thing with the scrolls. You only really get to know like the scrolls and the Kree that matter. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, killing off Ronan was was a mistake. I mean, he's he's dead in the comics now. They, they should have right. kept him around probably because he worked with Thanos and stuff. Well, I mean, in the movies, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure that yeah. came from the comics as well. In, in the comics, in the ultimate version of him, he's Thanos's son. Really? Boom. Weird. Weird. Yeah, respect. But that, that, that was like, you know, that, that's alt world stuff. Quarter, yeah. that's quarter not, Titan. Half Titan. That's, that's, not, uh, that's, that's not, you know, part of like the main Not the 616 world. No, and and, and the I, it was it was it was interesting seeing the bands at work, you know, because I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but like I know about, you know, the whole thing with the bands. Um, that's not really in the comics as much, but there is a little bit of basis for that with the Captain Marvel mythos because the Nega bands... Um, at one point, right. the original Marvel, he was able to switch places, kind of the way um, Donald Blake and Thor would switch places. Donald Blake would tap his cane, it would turn into the hammer, and he'd become Thor. And Donald Blake would go into this kind of like Elseworlds, this other world type situation, like almost like a, like a limbo. Okay, right, right, interesting. And, um, okay, and and they do mention. Sorry, I've been geeking out on a lot. So, like, a part of probably half of what I screamed about there was, assuming everybody's heard the same thousands of hours of content about this movie that I have. Um, and yeah, there's absolutely a difference there. And and some people compare it to the 10 rings thing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty well, interesting the, stuff. The band in the comics were cool because you know, where Rick Jones was one of the, uh, he, he would, he would switch place with Rick Jones. Sometimes Rick Jones is like, kind of like I'm Rick the Jones. original sidekick to the, to the Avengers. He was, uh, he's actually the one that he's the reason the Hulk exists because mm. Rick was, Playing his guitar, just chair at the site of the, uh, the the gamma bomb explosion, and Bruce Banner ran to push him out of the way and got hit by the gamma bombs. Um, so Rick Jones has been he's been known as the Abomination. He was like you no know, like a, a gamma irradiated hero for a while. Uh, he helped out Captain America. He's he's been like a nomad. He, he's he's been all these different things. But like he had at one point, he was switching places with the original Marvel. Okay, Marvel would bang the bands together, and he would you know he would go away, and Rick would come back into onto Earth. It was like kind of like a, like a trading places type deal. Interesting. Okay. I was wondering if they were going to do something like that based on the end of how Miss Marvel, the series ended with her, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, her, her thing kirking out and then seeing Carol appear. That was Nia DaCosta's actual Marvel debut was her directing that little scene at the end of Miss um, Marvel at the, at the series. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think they, the continuity there is really good. I think Miss Marvel is very much still the fangirl, uh, still loves Carol Danvers and, 
Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think it all kind of worked actually. As much as well, it didn't, it didn't work I, the way some people wanted it to work, but it, it still works. Right? Really, I mean, so there's we're different so, expectations people have. Yeah, we're. I wanted, sorry, I was. I just, want, you go, you go, you go, you go. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to succeed. You know, the people who want to fail, like I don't, I don't like that. You know, so we've we've talked about that. You know, I offline and Indeed. on, and on yeah. the before. And the, but there's also people who have to remember that you know it's you, it doesn't help. Also, the other side of that, blaming everybody else. Right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Somebody else's fault. You know, we, we've seen the Flash didn't perform to expectations. Right. Shazam too. Um, even the last Mission Impossible movie didn't perform to expectations. Um, Black what? Adam, Ant Man, Quantumania. These are movies that were considered to be performing underneath you know the expectations. But they were all just said, oh, well, they had a problem with the movie. With this, when this went down, it was automatically a conspiracy theory. There's it was still- all because evil trolls were stopping. Nobody right, was right. to see the movie. I think we have our, our friend Jerry said, uh, he kind of said in jest, he was like, yeah, I was going to go see the Marvels, but incels had chained themselves to the to the front so I couldn't get in. So yeah. <laughs> the, the, And yeah, the thing with this is, like, it's still post-COVID, right? Like, COVID. and, and – uh, a lot of people don't want to go to the movies yet. Still, you know. Well, and for me, like I would, I would see it with my family. But I'm in an area where it's over a hundred bucks for a family of four to go see a movie. Right. Indeed. Right. Yeah. yeah. But even that, like Deadline, you know, Deadline Hollywood did, did an article about you know the Marvels and and like you know, how it didn't bring in like nearly as much, you know, and and it's like. It doesn't ask the question I'm going to ask, but it's, it's like if all these people hate these these movies with women, why did they show up so much to see Captain Marvel? Or yeah. why even during did they show up to see Black Widow? Why did they? Why did Barbie just make a billion dollars? Yeah, exactly. Because Barbie so was awesome, apparently, and everybody went to see it. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's maybe it's not the people's fault. Maybe the movie is fault. And the fact that Nia DaCosta and right. the that are doubling down and refusing to accept any accountability. And blaming these evil, you know, trolls for for somehow magically stopping these people from making up their own minds and seeing the movie, and then you see that according to deadlines, you know, statistics, it's a sixty-five percent male. Yeah, it's movie. mostly men showing up for this thing. Yeah, Keith, Keith paid for a ticket. I was a hundred percent male. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I still so, went. Like, yeah. yeah. David said that like Gen Z only accounted for like nineteen percent, but you know what? They account. How do for, they like, know that? Like hundred percent of the TikTok comments. That's but silly. like hundred percent, it's almost hundred percent of the TikTok people bitching about you know the movie not doing well. Well, that's why I said like this is the first one I've seen the ramp up of the hate. Not I, I don't mean hate like because because there's so much hate in the world right now. I don't mean like you know just the just the talking trash and jumping on the on the bandwagon of like oh the the Marvel universe is dying. Well, is it? I don't know the last couple things that I've seen, like that last episode of Loki, this movie wasn't bad. Uh, you know, the last couple things have actually been pretty, pretty cool. You know, but I mean, I've seen people. I saw, you know, I saw a girl before complaining. Oh, it's because the actor strike. Other movies did well during the actor strike. Five Nights at Freddy's debuted online at the same time as it debuted in the movies. Five right? Nights crashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and, and so I mean, like, you can't tell me that people weren't aware of the 33rd Marvel movie that is not only following 32 other films, 32 but also other following, <laughs> you know, but it's also following multiple shows. And so we just had Nick Fury in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. We just had Kamala in Miss Marvel. We just had, you know, Photon in WandaVision because that's where she got her powers. Correct. Yeah. So and they mentioned that they even, they even, and people complain about like, oh, well, they give you like a, on the last episode of Miss Marvel. They show yeah. you how she got her powers and the same thing. They mention how Photon gets her powers. Uh, it's kind of like, well, 
you literally complain about having to watch all this stuff. Then the movie put it in there that you didn't have to watch all this stuff. So what are you complaining about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, and again, these, these movies, like, like, it's not like people didn't know the movie was going to exist. It's, and, and the first one facts. made over a billion dollars. Yeah. It, opened, it, it came out in the I, height of when those movies were, were making money though. I mean, I give it that. But that's but, funny, but if yeah. all these, all these excuses now that these evil people are stopping you from, and, and there are people out there. Let me, let's, let's just get that down. Sure. Here, yeah. There who are just out and out dicks. Of they course. See a woman, don't be a dick be a dude yeah they see a woman in a film they see it you know a, you know a different character they 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 know that someone's been changed for whatever and stuff like that you know for like like a, a race swapped character who cares like man like and they flip out and yeah. those people are dicks but you can't blame those people for why people didn't show up to it there's no reason why other women didn't show up to see this movie there's yeah. no reason why lindsay didn't show up to see this movie you can't sit there and blame everybody before the movie even it also comes wasn't out. this isn't a massive weekend for it's not it's look it's not independence day on fourth of july right right like no, when they release it all of that stuff plays into the the and do you measure a good movie on the monetary value did citizen kane make a billion dollars but for, well it, it, <laughs> like, i mean it didn't cost a billion either. That's the yeah, best I mean, I mean, okay, that money okay. was incon incomprehensible facts, back right, then. Right, facts, but I mean, like, for like one point many one a cult billion. classic. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry wait, go ahead, go ahead, Charles. This movie made over, uh, about a hundred million less its opening weekend. It was a sequel. They're saying, oh, you can't compare it to Ant. You know, it's it's the the lowest opening since Ant Man, the first Ant Man. When Ant Man came out, nobody knew who Ant Man was. He was a skit on Saturday Night Live, as far facts. as people were concerned. Right, right. You know, and and now you've got this one. So there's a lot of expectations on this. You have a higher budget. You've got all of these projects leading into this. So to sit there and pretend that this is some evil conspiracy that somehow they were stopping you, that negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever were, that were written. I'm sure there were yeah. review bombs. Like mm -hmm. There are positive review bombs for all these movies, too. Uh, review right, harvesting, right. I think, is what they call it. Yeah, and to sit there and pretend that this is all some sort of like conspiracy and that's why people didn't go see it. There is nothing. If I see a negative review of a movie, that's not making me. No one's stopping. No one's. This is. They make it sound like this is like Jim Crow era segregation where people are standing outside yeah. voting booths and preventing people from voting. This is not what was happening. People were free to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. They chose not to. Maybe the movie is the problem. Maybe your approach. I know people hate Brie Larson for some reason. I don't hate Brie Larson. I like. I like. But Brie maybe. And, and, matter, matter of fact, I would love to hang thing, out with her. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. I'm yeah. sure you yeah. would. Um, but here's my thing: is like maybe maybe it would go a long way if you like. Listen, I understand understand that there's some uh there are like racist sexist people out there and they suck completely but maybe soften your tone a little bit in some of your publications when you're talking to some of these people because like even if some of these people aren't racist or aren't sexist they're reading these things going like is this what you think of me like exactly you know and what i mean you, you sit there and say this movie's not for you don't be pissed off that i don't go see the movie yeah exactly i mean like you know uh, okay and, well, I, I guess i kind of understand that well it's like you know brie larson famously stood up at a thing's like i don't care what a 40 year old white dude says about a movie and yeah. then there's a lot of 40 year old white dudes watching that going like okay well then i don't want to go see your I, movie I, then I when the Ghostbusters reboot came out, yeah, and Paul, that, that, that was the first. I, I think that. that was the first yeah. one that leaned Paul, into it. Was his name Paul Fag? Paul Fag? I don't know how Paul Paul, Paul, Paul Fag. I think I, I like that movie. 
came out before the movie even debuted and was like, people who aren't going to see this, it's because they're misogynistic Trump voters. Right. And those are, that's not someone reading into it. Those, that's what he thought. And at that point, I would have taken my daughter to see it. And I was like, you know what? I didn't vote for Trump. I'm not misogynistic, but because you're automatically equating any criticism of it to such a horrible thing, screw you, you're not getting my money. And I don't see it in movies. Sure. Now, I, I mean, and, yeah. and, and, and just for the record, and I know we like, we, oh, we really? stay, we stay well away from politics here, but I just want to say yeah. this. And I know Charles very well. He's written a book on this sort of thing. And Charles is 100% not a Trump supporter. Like I can tell you that. And I know this for a yeah. fact, you know what I mean? So like for him to say like, all right, well, I wasn't, um, but if you're going to just I'm a throw Dan. that out there, then I'm just going to dip out, man. I'm a Dan Aykroyd <laughs> supporter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I support I'm Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. 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 But if you're going to like sit there and tell me every, every criticism of the movie is rooted in some sort of horrible ism or, or phobe uh, or whatever. Okay. I guess I'm understanding this more now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not letting you're, you're you're sitting there basically saying the only people who could do this is there's it's a, it's a binary system, you yeah. have to like it or else uh, or else you're a horrible person. Yeah. There's no like room for criticism, and when people sit there and go, you know what, maybe I just didn't like it. Now I remember growing up with the within Marvel comics. I see it when 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 comic books changed the mantle of somebody when <laughs> Sam Wilson took over as Captain America. And there was some resistance to it, and some of that resistance was because they didn't want to see a black man taking over the role. Right. Some of it was. Be- I actually like him. Yeah. I I, I mean, I I love Sam. But the point actually, my only like takeaway from that would be wouldn't be because I wouldn't want to see a a black man as Captain America. It's it's more because like if I had a a a point of contention about that would be like Sam was his own character. Well, Sam had like you know like you know like he's 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 Falcon. Like he has his own mantle. He does, and you want to give him somebody else. Like I feel like that takes but away from him a little Sam's bit. You know what I mean? Also, not a super soldier, and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. When even and they alluded to that in the series when he catches the shield and he goes, "Oh, he's like basically like, oh crap, my arm hurts." Right? Like yeah, like yeah. like there's a like, character doing character arc things. Like sure, he's a different person. Like, I, I I legit. I, I love Sam. I really, really yeah, do. Awesome. And I don't know, like it's like I'm cool with him taking over Captain America, but there's a part of me that thinks like I just feel like he could have just been Falcon and been his own person. Oh, fair enough. You yeah. know what I mean? But he can be his own person in both roles. Well, the, the point I was made was well, the reason I brought up Sam is because I remember growing up collecting comic books for as many years as I have when Captain America stepped away and John Walker, who was in the the Winter Soldier and and, um, Falcon series, um, John Walker took over. People didn't like when John Walker took over. We talked about Damien. Johnny Walker takes over a lot of nights. (laughs) That's a different Walker. That's true. But you know, we talked about Damien. You guys talked about Damien Wayne. Damien mm-hmm. Wayne was the fifth person to right. bear the Robin. Correct. Know, and yeah. people, hated, people hated when when Dick Grayson became Nightwing, and we got Jason Todd. Then they wanted to kill off Jason Todd, and they did. They had a phone number to call. Do you want? I this remember. Really? Well, like, yeah. Uh, okay, and I'll say this. I, I actually called. I called that phone number back in the day. <gasps> and you I, killed a no, comic book hero. I voted. Oh, I voted not to kill Jason Todd. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I remember asking my parents permission. I'm like, it's really thing, mom, dad. They're gonna kill Robin. I have to call this number so they don't kill Robin. And so like, and they're like, fine, you know, you call you the know, number. I, the, you learned your vote didn't count. They got the, <laughs> I learned my vote didn't count. I got a uh, send away GI Joe where you could like design, like you checked off different yes. things. And uh, I never received said GI Joe in the mail. 
Yeah. All right. What were you, what were you saying, Charles? But, Sorry. But, but, but like, you know, Thunderstrike took over for for Thor for a while. We had a, we had Tony Stark replaced by his own teenage self. People hated it when Kyle Rayner became Green Lantern over Hal Jordan. Right. When Wally West became Flash over Barry Allen. And right. these are all examples of white characters taking place of other white characters and being met with resistance. People so it's, just don't, it, it's just that they fear. It's not that they fear race swaps. It's just they fear change. Like this yeah, is this is an established thing. You know, and those people are asses. You know, the the people who definitely are like that. But to to equate to conflate everybody in that one thing, that's where the problem is. I don't like being attacked or feeling like I have to be guilty because I don't like something as much as I'm supposed to like it. It's like like it or else. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't want it. Just because you added something different, does it make it good? If I'm making a cake and I put some salt instead of sugar, don't tell me my cake is great. It sucks. It's not supposed to taste. That good. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, it's you know, definitely it's like, yeah. There's there's <laughs> ulterior motivation behind behind some of these things with the people pushing it. Like you have to like it because like no, listen, like, we're really like you, like you, think about this. If they had put Samuel L. Jackson in the role of Nick Fury back in let's say 1992. Do you like think when David Hasselhoff? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, because back by that point, because I remember very well, like you know, Nick Fury was very much was very much a, a, a white guy that had the graying of the temples and the brown hair yeah. on the top, and the and the one thing. And it wasn't until they uh, did Ultimates and they they put him as a black man, and it took everybody a while to warm up to that version of Nick Fury, so that by the time. By the time they did the movie version and they said, you know, Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury, everybody collectively went, awesome, freaking Samuel L. Jackson, yes, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't anybody going, this is in my Nick Fury. I Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there, was even, there was even a joke in the Ultimates comic when they're all yes. standing around talking about who would make a movie about them, and someone's like, who would play you, sir? And he's like, Samuel L. Jackson, no contest, because they had Say asked them. Say what Mark again? Yeah. Sorry. Mark and um, Brian Hitch, the creators of the Ultimates, they asked, they reached out to Sam Allen, asked if they could use his likeness. Mm -hmm. So it was in. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. I'm here. It, it I'm wasn't just, just a random, like, you know, the guy happened to look like him. They asked Sam L if they could use his likeness, and he was like, sure. So when it came time to, to oh, approach cool. him you know, by John Favreau, and they were like, "Do you want to play? Do you want to play Nick Fury?" He was like, "Oh hell yeah, I want to play Nick Fury." Yeah, he did a good cool job. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. I mean, I can't see anyone else in the role I can't, I, other than Hasselhoff. Other, other than Hasselhoff, let's say maybe, maybe you know maybe maybe what? with all the multiverse stuff, we will see a Hasselhoff return yeah, Hasselhoff to Nick Fury with the, with the Dolph Lundgren is version there, of Punisher. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Is, oh. there, is there a way we can set well, and, and Masters of the Universe? Well, yeah, I know. Is there a way you can set up where like everybody's like doppelganger has to like I don't know either high five or fight? You know, like. <laughs> Oh, hey, good, I, to, I, good to meet you. And like, maybe, maybe, maybe they love each other instantly, or maybe, maybe, maybe like they have to enemies. choose or fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I mean, well, I, got, I definitely Dolph Lundgren you know, can do that because he's got three girls. What, what now? Sorry, yeah, sorry, Charles. When it comes to Disney Disney Plus, I man, I'm definitely going to watch it. There's no way I'm not watching this mm. film. Like oh, I said, yeah. I really, see it. It's really the cost right now that's really just prohibiting us. Mm -hmm. But you know, I am. But I, I there is that. just I'm just so tired of the rhetoric of all sides of it. It's just like, just let people just, enjoy. Just things. let us enjoy. There's it, some, you know, there's some, so, there doesn't need to be 
there doesn't need to be a, a culture war surrounding the things that we love anymore because God knows we have enough of that on what CNN and Fox News. Right. Like, I don't want it in my entertainment. There's some beautiful moments in that. And like, I know nothing about Brie Larson outside of her. Is that I a personal Larson. attack? Like, yeah. No, well, what was like, that, Charles? She was great in 21 Jump Street. I loved her in that. So she was she was the girlfriend in 21 oh, Jump Street. Got oh, you. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even know. And Channing Tatum. Channing That's Tatum. funny. Um, so here's the deal. Like outside of that, is that a personal attack? Like I don't know much about her outside of the meme. As an actress, she did a very good job in this movie, right? Like, um, like, dude, just there's so much good stuff in, in some of these things that people are just letting, yeah. Is that a personal attack or something? Yeah. yeah. Did she even work out? Right. And yeah, in the first movie, I, I do admit she ran, you know, she ran kind of silly looking in the costume, right? She had no shoes on, she had sure. space boots, whatever. Is that like, like a personal attack or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dealing mm -hmm. with the cues over here. Um, but yeah, like I don't know nothing about a personality or politics or anything. I don't care, man. Like these guys are making art and, and they're making cool stuff and we like it, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, I like her. I, I like all the actresses and, and actors involved in it. So, you know, I definitely want to, you know, I definitely want to give it, you know, a whirl. It's just, you know, like I've been, you know, I'm, I'm, to, to and have people, especially someone like me who has 26,000 plus comics, including every issue of Kamala Khan, yeah. every issue you know, as Miss Marvel and as Captain Marvel. And we love these characters for different Funko reasons. Mm -hmm. I have those fun, I have all three of the principal actresses, Funko Pops, and like, you know, Marvel Legends action That's figures cool. on my deck. I don't buy action figures. I have exactly eight. And all eight of them happen to be women. They're collectibles. <laughs> uh, I I still have some GI Joes laying around, and they're collectible. <laughs> yeah. Also, still have Nintendo Entertainment Systems laying around, and those are also collectible. I've got, I've got, I've got Keith Bishop and Yelena Belova. I've I've got you know the three Marvels, and then from Star Wars, I've got Captain. I've, I've got a uh, Sabrina Wren. Doctor Afra and Ahsoka, and they sit there, and I'm not intimidated. Oh, Sabine, yeah, yeah. But to sit there two months after Barbie does a billion dollars and mm -hmm. say that people won't go see women-led movies, no, no, I people, say that's not, you know, that, that can't be the case. I say good for Barbie, exactly. and 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 the fact Heimer. that men to see it more than women did, sixty-five percent to thirty-five percent. The fact that it was the majority, the majority population was was white, mm -hmm. and that we went to see the one point one billion dollar making first movie in, in the in the entry, that we saw Black Widow during the pandemic, that was released almost exactly at the same time as it was on Disney Plus. Yes, still exactly. So it's obviously there's a problem with your delivery and your message versus the actual people. Don't blame everybody else. Start looking inside. You know the calls are coming from inside the house. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, so Ooh, get that sounds like a scream yeah. moment or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Now, now that there's all this attention, let's see what it does on the second weekend. Yeah. If the only reason it did badly was because it didn't get any attention, so, it's been getting a lot of attention. Let's see how. Well, it like I said, it. man, negative press is still press, and and it's gotten a lot of press at so, this point. So I, so, I was hearing forty-seven million two weeks before this movie came out. Then they're saying 47, like even some of the YouTubers are saying 47 million on the first day. I looked it up. It was like 65 million actually on the, on the first weekend, a hundred and something million worldwide on the first weekend, right? This is weekend one. The problem is it had made 140 something million on the first weekends, the first time around. Like, like it made, it, it made, it made That's something, fine, but like $110 million worldwide, the first week worldwide, not just in the States. Um, yeah. that's not bad, man. Also, um, they don't keep movies in the theater. 
they they don't keep these things in the theater as long as they used to no they definitely don't yeah like when saving private ryan came out you can go see that thing like two months later it was still playing you know <laughs> well, what that mean? was like oh my god remember how long titanic ran that was oh, insane exa- dude. But, but exactly right like so can you even compare it like if you ran a high quality movie now like how much money would that thing make like for it's, for like three months in the theaters like yeah it might make a billion dollars even if even if it's not as good mm-hmm. right I mean, it's it's a tough one, you know. Just just looking up, like you know, just seeing like what Captain Marvel did, though, like the first one, just how many things, like how how long it was in, probably about the same amount of theaters too, you know. And and it and it just it did its it did its thing. I've actually just you know, learned it, about theater distribution with the uh, whole blockbuster thing and how much movies oh cost to put in a movie store and stuff. So it's it's actually kind of interesting to me. Yeah, nerd, nerd alert. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 domestic opening was 103 million. It it so the the new one was almost 100 million less than wow. the last one, and that's it. That's why people are just like so shocked. It's like okay, you got it. Something you know, something's not you know. It's and I know you, you mentioned the dancing scene. Uh, that's that was. I like in, that actually, dude. Yeah, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to. It. I saw the, just just from the previews. I was, I recognized. I was, I was like, oh, that happens in the comics. The, I, I get this. Right, that's the, kind of fun. But the complaint is there. It's not long enough to give the exposition of the planet itself. I understand that complaint. Yeah. But as far as execution yeah, really goes, everybody danced fine. Everybody sang great. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those things. that's like this is pretty cool. Like. And you know what? You need those crack up moments, not this, because now Marvel's known for its com- comedic va- value now. Like, that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, especially it's like had the one line. Ragnarok. Ragnarok really. So, so Ragnarok originally described to me from a really good friend of ours that you, the, I think you know. Actually, this is my uh, my mm-hmm. uh, conversation guy with you that we're gonna have. Is um, he was like, hey, it was a movie made for our age group, right? Now, granted, they took it, I'm not going to say they went off the rails, but Thor Love and Thunder is a, is a lot different than Ragnarok in its comedic yeah, it's a lot uh, over the top. delivery, right? So if you kept things Ragnarok, like cool, tough, silly, funny, mm-hmm. you know, like Korg is hilarious. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a rebellion. If that's <laughs> that's like the TV, by the way. Yeah, I know. Like He does <laughs> yeah. his own character, and it's like, but he wants, and, and Tyke, he even said, he's like, I want to do different things. So, like, this, I'm not going to make the same movie twice. You know, like, I get it. There was, there was a change in the humor, though, from before oh, Marvel and after. Yeah. Because even, even with the Star Wars movies, like, you can see the Star Wars delivery of the char- some of the characters, especially Poe Dameron, like, you know, some of his jokes in the opening scenes, like when he's talking to, uh, you know, General Hux, had a very Disney movie type feel to it. There, there's, there's a certain right. feel that went to it. And the Marvel movies kind of leaned into it for the most part. Some stayed away from it, like Black Panther, indeed, which was which was, was I a great really one. really like that movie. I do, I do too. Wakanda Forever was a mess, which wasn't really the fault of I yeah. That bad. that's the the unfortunate oh. passing yeah, of that, uh, Chadwick Boseman, yeah, unfortunately. Been, that could have been one of the greatest movies ever had we not tragically lost. And you know, and, and, and and honestly, and, and I'll say this, and even uh, Chadwick Boseman's family said like it would have been okay to recast t'challa we would have been okay with it um and everybody would have understood like hey we just we just had like we have a hole left after this character is gone and instead of killing him off screen just you know recast the character with a different actor that would have been fine and i I think the thing is we had a hole left because like our you know our friend and family member and and 
a great artist passed away. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's hard to fill that. Mm-hmm. And then you're the person coming in and trying to fill it. I mean, there's a lot like that's tough, yeah. man. That's really it, tough. It, it was also hard from a narrative standpoint to make that, to really sell it because in the comics, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show or not. Shuri is introduced much later on in the, in the black Panther mythos. Okay. And when she's introduced, she's very much like the Dora Milaje where she's, 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 she's smart. You know, she's not, she's, she's smart like he is, but she's not the, wisecracking tech savvy girl that she is in the movies they okay. change that for the she's more of a badass warrior so when nice he goes down because dr doom you know blows up his ship and he's put into a coma she takes over the role of you know black panther and it makes more sense because we've seen okay. her be a war we've seen her be in this struggle it's it makes when you see this you know tiny little wisecracking non-fighter you know for the most part in shuri in the uh. movie version have to fill in the role it's a little bit less believable i would have rather have had either one of the dora milage well at least they got their midnight angel armor which was pretty cool or i i my my fan writing of this was the stones were snapped in wakanda which is you know a cosmic event maybe it did something something that should have been that's a good point it could have been a nexus event in itself right and exactly and kill you know maybe it's somehow because uh, killmonger is buried on the pro on, on the territory somehow it does something and right vibrating no, and we bring Killmonger back, and we have this redemption arc, and we see oh. Killmonger, who was the heir to the throne, technically, mm-hmm. you know, and see him become. I would have loved to see Michael. B. And Jordan Michael B. Jordan's amazing. Like he, he's I, a, a great actor, and he, stud, he didn't really man. get his due. Man, he is awesome. No, he's, like, he's, he's fantastic. He's he's, he's, a, he's a great. He's another one. Great person, great actor, great martial bad. artist. Yeah, like like he's, really. He's just fantastic. And I'm, I'm not saying like I'm not saying he's like a UFC fighter or whatever. Like I, he's just he's he's absolutely great at what he does throughout. Yeah, Hollywood. no, I, yeah. I I have tremendous respect for for him, and I and I, I felt bad for the people in you know that that was a movie I felt got like a little bit unfairly maligned. You know, the second you know yeah. Black Panther because it was just by the had they had they had written it so much with the intent of having you know, Chadwick in the movie yeah. and had to pivot in such a way that you wow. don't expect to ever have to pivot for. It's not like when they recast James Rhodes, where well, it was a contract disagreement right. with Terrence. And, or, or Edward Norton, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- or, or, or the Hulk. You know, Hulk's been recast three times. Been a bu- you know, yeah, a bunch of times. You know, so it's, it's, it wasn't like a situation like that where you're just like, oh, okay, you could write around it. He was just the main. He was. He, they were setting him and Carol up to be the Tony and Steve of the next wave right. of Marvel Universe. And honestly, in hindsight, like I love how it turned out. Um, you know, if uh, if if Edward Norton was dude in those easier movies. to work with <laughs> if yes. he was if he was in those movies would he have been just as good i think he would have been I don't, fine I don't, it's a di- he's a different type of character yeah like he's a different type of actor yeah and, and and that's fine i think they both could have pulled it off in different you know multiverses right <laughs> uh, it'd, it'd be interesting yeah but talk about multiverse you talk I'm not about gonna say better or worse because you don't know right you know i mean it's a what yeah, if I know scenario. You about multiverses. You talked about that Madam Web trailer. I know you had some questions. What well, that? it just the, the trailer just wasn't paced correctly. I guess that's, that's my sense. biggest complaint. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was not strange, like, right? Like, like you watch it and you're like, what? What did I just watch? Now, now, and granted, I'm not somebody who's read every thing ever, but like as like I'm really into this stuff right now, and I'm like, I don't, 
not that I don't get it, but I'm just like, what? And if like I'm saying what, that means my kids saying what, that means your kids saying what, that means a lot of people are saying what? Say like, what again? Say, say what? what again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm uh, a comic fan. I mean, Cassandra Webb, who is Madam Webb, yeah. She's a mutant in comic books. So I don't know if they're going to go that route because well, of the there's whole, the whole uh, mutants are not getting a fair shake in the MCU right now. Yeah. Um, it, but they're, 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 they're about to with, yeah. I think dead, like, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody's like, Oh, superhero fatigue, blah, blah, blah. Keith, you're wrong. I'm like, dude, Loki's slapping. Everything's coming together. Watch this Deadpool three movie. I hope it's amazing. I really hope and, it's good. And maybe, maybe like everybody, maybe the payoff is going to be there and maybe it's bigger than everybody expects, you know? Well, 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 Matt, Madam Webb has like, you know, she has these precog powers and then she passes right. them on to Julia Carpenter, who I think is going to be one of the other characters in the movie. Cause Julia Carpenter is the, she appeared first in secret Wars six. She's the second spider woman. We had Jessica drew. Yep. And then we had Julia Carpenter. I'm saying, yeah, Julia I, don't, Carpenter. I don't actually know this. Yeah, and then sorry. and then Julia okay. Carpenter became the second person to be called Arachne, and then she became the second person to be called Madame Web. When Madame Web was dying, she passed it on. She was an old woman, like 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 you mentioned before. Okay, she passed on her powers to Julia, and Julia became Madame Web. So my Madame Web experiences from the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. So and it 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 looks like they might be thinking about bringing in. Morlin, maybe that's who the big bad is. Morlin is a okay. he's part of this group called the Inheritors, and they basically they feed on spider totems throughout the multiverse. Oh. We, we've seen it in the uh, Marvel in the Enter the Spider Verse movies, you know the animated ones. Yeah. However, every universe has Those some so sort good. of you know, Spider-Man analog to it, whether it's male, female, Indian, monkeys, you know, whatever. There's there's something everywhere, mm-hmm. and these things, these Inheritors, for whatever reason they feed on spider totems they go from reality to reality oh, and Mor- okay Morlin, ezekiel is a possibility i think that that's who's going to wind up being the bad spider-man is ezekiel um ezekiel was the did we know that ben riley was a clone of spider-man ezekiel was the was the clone that didn't go right ezekiel was kind of like you know the first batch of cookies you make but you have the oven on too high okay that was ezekiel. So I think that's who the who the bad Spider-Man is going to wind up being—the clone of Spider-Man that wasn't Ben Riley. That okay. went bad. That went wrong, and that would make sense because he is at one point like you know an antagonist before he becomes like kind of like a Scarlet Spider, like reluctant hero type. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think that's what they're going for. But you wouldn't know it from the previews because the previews is just a jumbled schizophrenic mess. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that's and that's what I kind of got. Like I watched it a couple of times. Like I have no idea what's. I like she can see the future, and that's that's all I got. That's all I got from this trailer. Yeah. Like and I, and, and like no offense, I'm sure they worked really hard on it, but I just I struggled to find any sort of emotion, either negative or positive, from this trailer. That's one of those questions. Why of all the characters, like it's like why it's 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 like just it's it's like a, it's like they spun a wheel and we're like oh because it's on Madam well, Web. Let's it's, see it's, what let's see what characters we have access to to make a movie. Madam Web. You know, Alex is nine and he was asking me about it and he was he was like he's like I saw a spider in it. Is you know is Spider Man in it? And I was like no, it's just like well, just like not all the Spider Men are good guys, right? No, but but most of them are. You know, but like but like. 
but it's it's still that the fact that like everybody is like they're using all these properties that tie so heavily into spider-man that they can't use like venom venom was a fun movie by itself you know it was a funny movie you know tom hardy was 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 really funny woody harrelson was great as cletus cassidy in the second one but, you know, <laughs> so, can i say that so but like Morbius, Morbius was a dumpster fire. You know, Matt Smith tried to enjoy it. Jared Leto, I think he did well. I like it, Jared but, Leto. I, 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 I Jared Leto kissed my dad on the cheek. What? That in the middle of a Thirty Seconds to Mars concert, he ran down into the freaking crowd. This is, dude. This is. Can I digress here for like half a second? Yeah. <laughs> can I stop you? I won, I, I won tickets from Elliot in the morning, right? And we went down oh to the Ted Constance Center. Maybe what's the one that's on the college grounds down there? Uh, anyway, in Maryland. Yeah, I well, I called Elliot. It was like five thirty in the morning. He was like, "Hey," and then like I fought with the dude who's on his show. I can't remember that kid's name, Kyle or something like that. Kyle and. Uh, and I was like, no, he literally just gave away tickets. I'm calling for those tickets. And uh, th- th- there was like, literally, I got a fight on the phone with this guy. Not a fight, but, you know, like we we went back and forth. And then Elliot's like, yeah, dude, you got the tickets, man. I just, I just offered, he, like, he's yelling at the guy. He's like, no, no. Like, literally, he's the guy calling. He's the only guy awake right now, like, like driving to work, right? And um, so we get the tickets. We go down and we see the show. And it was 30 seconds to Mars, Seether. And uh, freaking Audio Slave, and uh, what a great, what a great show! What a great show! That sounds but, like a good show. Um, but uh, during good. during Thirty Seconds to Mars set, uh, you know, uh, Jared Leto runs around the crowd. Somehow he ends up like mosh, like mosh, gra- just like grabbing my old ass dad, kissing him on the cheek, like singing, like running through the crowd, just doing his thing. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, wow, that was that was kind of random, you know? Right. Yeah, cool. yeah. I, I was like, all right, awesome, cool, you know. Party bonus. Party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were we were talking offline about the uh, the su- the Superman casting. Did you want to go? Yeah, into no, that? I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna go into that here. That was the next thing I had lined up. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, this was something I was gonna do on Bruise News and Reviews, but uh, I thought it would be better to wait until we had Charles on the line here. But here's the thing. Um, so uh, James Gunn, who is you know effectively rebooting the the DCU. It's not the DCEU anymore. It's going to be the DCU. Um, and they're they're kicking it off with with Superman, uh, which is I think a good choice or whatever. But they just yeah. announced uh, the casting, uh, which I, I don't feel is as important or whatever. Um, and the villain for the new Superman movie, which is the Engineer. Now I looked at that and I said that's a really interesting choice because me as like a really casual comic book fan, like I can tell you Lex Luthor. I know who I know who Lex Luthor is. Obviously, I know Bizarro. I know Metallo. I know Brainiac. I know Parasite. I know Livewire. Like I know these characters. But I looked at it and I just said, who the f is the Engineer? And that's something that I wanted to talk to Charles about. So, um, in in the realm of DC, uh, the DC cinematic universe or the reboot thereof, um, you know, because we spend a lot of time on Marvel tonight. Like, what's 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 the story with the engineer, and how does uh, she line up with Superman? Well, it's really funny because she doesn't really at all for the most part. And interesting. That, that's interesting about this is the engine. People know that Marvel and DC are the ones that get the most popularity. No, they're right. the most writers. But Image Comics was started by artists and writers from both of those companies that formed their own, went their own way in, in the early '90s, and they had characters like Spawn and Young Blood. It was like Rob Liefeld, Spawn, uh, all mm-hmm. these guys who had these successful careers in the big two, as it were. Like, you no, know, Rob Liefeld was a co-creator of Deadpool and Cable. 
Uh, Todd oh, McFarlane. Cable's also one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Todd, I mean, Todd McFarlane was like See. the guy in the 90s, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he was, he, was, he was like the definitive Spider-Man artist for so many years. Absolutely. You know, you know, and there, there's really? so much. So, but yeah. They formed their own thing. And Jim Lee was another one. Jim Lee was a, a huge, you know, comic book artist, especially for the X-Men. And um, he his imprint within Image Comics. Image Comics is 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 their big thing. Is their creator owns. They may not move as many books, but they keep more of the money. That right. Comes in. Yeah. Correct. They don't, have to, they don't have a corporate overlord. They are the corporate overlords. And, and if you own. create a character, that's your character. Yeah. yeah. And, and they had their own little fiefdoms. And and Wildstorm was the imprint that Jim Lee was part of. Later in in life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, DC bought Wildstorm, so they had the rights, and they and Wildstorm was kind of operating as a separate um, imprint of DC. Okay. And even before that, with Image, we had the first engineer appeared in Warren Ellis's Stormwatch, mm -hmm. and it was this one guy. He had these you know powers. He wasn't really around for that long. He was part of a team called the Chasers, the Changers rather. Okay. But then uh, Angela Spica, which is, I believe, who this young woman's going to be playing. I don't remember her first name, but Defaria is her last name. Okay. I only know her from the short-lived sci-fi show Deadly Class. She played Maria, one of the main. All right. Characters. So this has appeared. This has appeared on shows before. Oh, well, well, this, 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 this actress has. This okay. actress oh, has. the actress has. Okay, got yeah. it. He played Deadly Class was um, an, an image comic by Rick Reminder where it's all these kids who are basically like uh, legacies of assassin families. And they get to go to this school to become assassins. I'm looking at um, a, a clip from SuperheroHype.com. Uh, oh. Deadly class star yeah. as the engineer. She, yeah, she, she was Maria. She she was amazing in that. She was, the show only lasted one season. Actually, Wong was in that from uh, Doctor Strange. Was like oh, was right on. Wong's badass. Yeah, but um, it was it was it was it was a fun show. But but whatever. Angela Spica is she gets these powers and she is. She, they call her the engineer. She helps run the ship, the carrier, that the that this team, the authority. The authority was created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, and they were kind of like the anti Justice League, the anti Avengers. They weren't bad guys, anti, but they were anti heroes. Kind of, They're kind of kind yeah, of like the Suicide Squad, sort of. Yeah, they they were like we're the ones that are going to go in and get things done. And DC had their own analog to that eventually called the Elite. That was um, Manchester Black and 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 those characters. That there's also the DC um, one of those original cartoon movies that has DC that has Superman versus the Elite, which is roughly based on you know some of those storylines. But the Authority was. These powerhouses, they had this. They basically had the, the, the my favorite one of my favorite couples of all time, Midnighter and Apollo. Okay. It's the they're a gay couple that it was before it was a popular thing. They were married and adopted a kid. This is back years ago, and, and no one blinked an eye. It was because it wasn't. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just one of those things. But like they're still around. They've uh, they've since tried to incorporate them on several occasions into the main universe. Like the Wildcats have appeared now. Stormwatch has appeared now. And we've seen some members of the Authority. Superman just had Midnighter and Apollo on his team of, they were called the Authority, on Warworld trying to rescue it from Mongols' control. Mm -hmm. So, like, they've been around for a bit. But Angela has always been a hero. Mm -hmm. She's always been part of a team. And she's never really had much interaction, if anything at all, with Superman. So it's just an odd choice that makes me think that they're really leading towards world building this other segment of things like the Authority. 
and these Wildstorm characters, that they can you know, further expand the roster beyond the more popular ones that well, we all know. And, like here, it, Man, and here's Green the thing, and I'll, and I'll tell you this, um, you have some, some more casting news from this, and you can maybe weigh in on this. So, of course, um, David Corn Sweat is confirmed as Clark Kent Superman. Sweat. Rachel uh, Brosinon, if I'm saying her name correctly, is Lois Lane. But here's the cool one. I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, Nathan Fillion is yeah. coming in as a Guy Gardner Green Lantern for this movie. That's Perfect. Yeah, and that, that, that's casting. No, you, you like that uh, casting for guy? For guy, I'm surprised they're not going John Stewart because of his popularity, right? For, and and also the animated Justice League exactly. series. He was the Green Lantern, so he's the Green Lantern that a lot of people grew up with. So yeah, a lot of people would expect to see that. And Guy Gardner was kind of, um, I don't know, he was he was kind of there in the '90s. Like I knew Guy Gardner from some of the series in the '90s and stuff, but he was kind of the uh, the asshole Green Lantern, so to speak. Yeah. Um, he was he was on the Justice League when Superman was killed. Yeah, and I know he, like he. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Why he, like, he was on the when they were killed when Superman was killed. Yeah. So he he's been around for a while. Then he was Warrior, and then he was killed off and then brought back. Well, it was it was kind of funny because Nathan Fillion as a casting choice was um he was kind of the fan cast uh like if we're going back like twenty years ago in like the early days of YouTube, he was the fan cast for Hal Jordan like back then. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like everybody said, make a Green Lantern movie and put Nathan Fillion because he was like hot off of uh Firefly at the time. And then like make a Green Lantern movie, put Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan. But it's just kind of funny, what? like that didn't happen, but now over like twenty years later. We have Nathan Fillion coming in as Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, which is just an interesting pick, I think. Um, but he's a, he's a little bit older now. What's that? They wanted him to be Wonder Man more recently. I mean, I know they've gone a different direction from from Marvel. You know, the the, the Simon Williams, the the actor slash Avenger. You know, they wanted him to be. Um, he he was like you know the fan cast, just like Mike, just like John Krasinski was for um, for Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Everyone that was, was good. Like, and Nathan Fillion was super into it. Well, it's funny because wanted- it's a James Gunn movie, and then we most recently saw Nathan Fillion in Guardians of the Galaxy three, yes. and he had a he had a part in that. So uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, they decided to bring him in as Green Lantern. So like you know, we, we didn't we never did get to see him as Hal Jordan, but we do eventually still get to see Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern in this movie. But it doesn't stop there. Like we've got some more uh, casting for uh, Superman He's Legacy. Nathan Fillion. What's that? He was in Guardians One. Nathan Fillion also. Who was he in Guardians One? The one that when they see when the, when the alien sees Peter Quill in jail, he tells he's going to slather him in gravy. Yes, stuff like that. that was that was Nathan Fillion. I yeah. had no what? idea. <laughs> yeah, <Wild>. he's. he's... <laughs> I need to. Clearly, catch up on my DC knowledge here. <laughs> um, we also have Isabella Mursad as Hawk Girl coming into the new Superman I like movie. That. Um, I, I don't know much about her. Um, and then Eddie Gathegi, Gathegi. I don't. I can't pronounce the, the name correctly. As Mister Terrific, and Anthony Carrigan as Metamorpho. I love that Anthony Carrigan has been a morpho as as, okay. as 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 just as Rex Mason. That's just that's when you say his name and Old then you Rex say, Mason. It's a clam right there. This is this is such a fun journey. This, this, is, a, this is a fun show. You know, it's funny. Like lately, we've been talking like more and more. Like, oh my gosh, that was the longest show we ever did. Yeah. But tonight, like, we really we're really doing a deep dive tonight, which is awesome. I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, but in just and I'm sure you know this, Charles. But like with all of these characters, 
This story is uh, loosely inspired by Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman. And now it's not. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what I was going to ask you. I'm like, do these characters fit into Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman? Really? Wow. I I can understand the want to go away from someone like Lex Luthor because he's been in every live action iteration of Superman, whether it's, you know, Lois and Clark, the new, um, you know, Superman Lois, even... In, in the Titans show on HBO, Lex Luthor, played by Titus Welliver, was, was he was amazing in that. Okay, you no, know, we saw Lex, but like I, but he's such an integral part. He's the inciting moment for those who haven't read All Star Superman. It's because Superman goes out, he stops Lex Luthor's like you know like the latest plan, mm-hmm. but the machine that Lex Luthor has had going supercharges his cells to a point where they're going to degrade. Right. He's finally like no Superman gets cancer or something, isn't it? Like it's basically what it is. Superman has basically and he's on a clock. And that's all he's basically going through his graduated appropriate even fighting like and stuff like that. And, and Lois gets powers at one point, you know, it's cause she wants to know what it's like to be him, so he injects her with this like little serum and she has to be superwoman for you know for twenty four hours. Uh-huh story but lex is the inciting thing so then to have him completely removed and still say it's all-star superman i don't buy it engineer as the villain she's cool she has like nanite abilities she's almost like they're the authority's answer to cyborg okay only with a little bit of upgrades she can she has like Uh oh you know she can talk to technology she has nanites within her body she's pretty much self, you know indestructible you know she so i can see her being as kind of that maybe they're trying to make her be you know a daughter of brainiac down the line or whatever you know i don't know how they're going to go with this I, I feel like they're leading towards authority eventually maybe she'll have a redemption arc towards the end or whatever but i don't understand the choice of her I'll have to see. I mean, James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. James Gunn's Guardians, I absolutely loved. So I'm willing to give him the give benefit it, give of it a fair shake, and I'm yeah, I'm definitely on board with that. Like yeah, it's exactly. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's I, the casting. I don't have a problem with because I mean, the, the casting. She looks great for the part. I like the actress. I like the character itself. I just don't see how she really fits in, especially when he's just had a team with the authority in the comics and she wasn't part of that team really. Yeah. It was, you know, Midnighter and Apollo and, and, and characters that weren't really a part of the original authority. And the authority as a comic book was was groundbreaking at the time. It was it was it's it's still one of those like you must read the first twelve issues of the authority <laughs> by Warren Ellis. And I and I'm wondering if they're there's a there's a Warren Ellis connection in the comic books that came out this week because we had a new comic book called The Outsiders, which is a team that Batman's led before. But this particular Batman. team is led by Luke Fox, Lucius Fox's yep. son. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. And Batwoman, Kate Kane. But it's exactly the plot of a of a longstanding um, an old image comic that was under the Wildstorm umbrella called Planetary. Mm-hmm. Where they're 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 a team that goes and they explore these things. Every issue is kind of like a one-off, but there was like an overarching plot. <sighs> and they even have one of the characters' names used again. And they have at the end we see the planetary guide. There's all these planetary like little things. There's all these little like Easter eggs. So it's like planetary in everything but name. And I wonder if that's because Warren Ellis in real life had had some allegations against him. I'm not sure which ones were true, which ones weren't. It's not for me to know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the details. So I'm not, you know, taking a side on that because I honestly don't know the full story. Right. But I wonder if that was their way of doing. We want to do planetary, but not give him the, uh, you know, yeah, the credit. Right. 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 
but uh, seeing these characters coming, uh, seeing that there's been a lot more Wildstorm infusion in the DC books. We just had a, a 12 issue um, Wildcats storyline wrap up. We have this planetary and everything but name book that just started today. We have, you know, the authority being in with this, with Superman in, in, in a huge action comics run recently, and right, they're going to be right. playing. So I'm wondering if they're trying to set something up, a little bit of preemptive. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, based on what you've told me, it kind of feels that way, right? And and, and I'm, I'm I'm cool with it. I just want to see how she's going to be. I mean, Hot Girl is a weird decision. Yeah. Given that she, again, she's another one who has no real it, time. I mean, it almost just. just kind of feels like taking the same mistakes that the Snyderverse took and that's trying to do too much at the same time. Like if it's a Superman yeah, that, movie, that, that, focus on Superman. Too. Don't put all these characters in it. Now that's something and I it's, and it's because I love Hawkgirl. Mr. Terrific, I absolutely love. You yeah. know, like that, 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 that's a well, cool Well, he's character. terrific. Yeah, he is terrific. Who, who's the actor you said was playing that? Um, uh, let's. I, I had it pulled up here. It is uh, Eddie Gathegi or Gathegi. Um, here I'll, I'll I'll pull it up while we're while we're talking about it here. But yeah, that's uh, Eddie E D I Gathegi or Gathegi. I don't know if that's. Uh, oh, okay. Um. So he looks familiar. He's a Kenyan American actor. Uh, appeared as a recurring character as Dr. Jeffrey Cole in the series House is what he's kind of best known for. Um, he's got a lot of other credits there. Briar Patch, Startup, uh, The Blacklist, Redemption, and uh, a bunch of other things here. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too familiar with this actor or his work, um, but he's uh, I can tell you he's uh, known for a lot of television things, but he's a he, television uh, shows, but he's a uh, Kenyan American actor. Yeah, and and now now that I see his face immediately, I'm I'm like, oh well, yeah, that that that's you know, he's a little thinner than I would like for, uh, you yeah, because you know, because you, know, you know, one of the thing with um with Mr. Terrific with with Michael Holt is he's the the lions, he's the third, he's the world's third smartest man. Okay. And, <laughs> oh, Darwin and X Men First Class. That's yeah, where I so, know him from. Yeah. Okay, now I recognize him. All right. Yeah. He, 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 um, but I'm I'm glad they're using this version of his turf. The original version, Terry Sloan was like in in the old you know old school was like this old white guy, who then passed on the mantle to Michael. And Michael's got a very tragic you know history. Like you know his, you know his wife died in a car accident. And okay. He he was an Olympic athlete. He's brilliant. He doesn't really have any superpowers. He's just incredibly brilliant. He's, okay. He that's what's his thing. Isabella Mercado as Hawkgirl is very interesting because she's so young. She's only like 22 years old, this kid. Okay. Um, she's, she's beautiful, but I don't see the the warrior physique that I expect from from uh, from someone like Hawkgirl. But, you know, she could surprise me. I You're mean, a like, superhero, though. I mean, like... It. It's, just, it's just I don't see the... I don't see the physicality in this very petite 22-year-old that I expect from... Someone like Shayara, who is just like, or Kendra, whichever version of Hawk Girl they're going to use, okay. who is just a badass kicking everyone's ass. And she's like, she's got super strength. She's got strength herself and she's got all that. I just don't see that really coming off this girl. Is that, but, is that part of her character trip is like having super strength or? Well, she, she's, she's, you know, she's, she's a, just a, like a, a natural, kind yeah, of I mean, like tough guy. In some he's a human that gets reincarnated in some version. He's been a, um, she's been a Thanagarian. Like, okay. you know, it, if you saw Black Adam, 
you know, it's the same story with Hawkman. Their 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 stories are very intricately, you know, uh, entwined. Which is why I'm surprised after ditching Black Adam and going away from that that they're going to the Hawks again. No, you guys know me. I'm I'm not very well versed. Sorry, yeah, I'm not super well versed on the DC side of any of this. So this is this is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, I like I I I do love Hawkgirl. Uh, she's never she's she has right now. It's actually unfortunately probably the worst written series in in all of comics is she's currently starring in. Unfortunately, well, it's, <laughs> it's it's a bit allegorical, but you know yeah, we won't hold that. But for a while, she did take. I have like the last like you know twenty years worth of Hawkman comics, and I love Hawkman. What's and it? there was a point where he was considered dead, and she took over his book for okay. you know for a month or two. And um, it was it was badass. I mean, I, I and she she was on the Justice League. Uh, she was actually dating Martian Manhunter for a while. They were in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but like, but like, she's just a cool character. So I, I have a I am I'm pretty protective of this particular character. Okay. I love the. I don't know what it is about the Hawks. I think it's the helmets. I just always think they look so good. <laughs> so like, you know, like I, I he's I'm got another Kate Bishop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hoping that this works out and that this pans out the way I'm that that, that it should. No, it's all good, brother. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Angela, you know, speaker, you know, the engineer being the main villain. Um, I need to see where it goes. I mean, she can do things, but I almost feel like she'll be more of one of those like. The, the bad guys with the computer in Superman three. Oh where, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> supercomputer. And I don't want to see Superman fight a supercomputer. I want to see him like, you know, I want to see him throwing down. I want to see something that's gonna be more challenging, especially if you're gonna say that All Star Superman, where you see him going through these like twelve labors of Hercules type stuff and fighting Atlas oh, in the nice. street and doing all these crazy things. I want to see like that sort of like bananas off the wall, Superman <laughs> on that. He creates things on that. note, Charles, uh, on cable television, we just saw that Superman two was playing to be backed yes. up by Superman one. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's a, apparently cable television has changed a lot since we it's changed, all watched it's changed it. a lot. Yeah. And they just cycle awesome all movies the old stuff, and awesome yeah. reruns of shows apparently. network yeah. television is so weird now if you go back and watch it because like yeah. nobody's watching it anymore and we like turn it on like oh back to the future three superman two followed by superman one what do we got over here you know yeah. it's just and it's, it's like, all like second run movies yeah, it's so, remember like remember like if, you, if there was a movie theater when you were a kid that was like kind of going out of business so they started doing yeah. like second run movies i feel like that's like <laughs> that's, that's what network television is now it's also, so weird also that <laughs> I'll I'll defend the whole scene with Zod in in Man of Steel, you know, to the end of my days because because Superman, Superman killed Zod in Superman Two. The Donner cut, Zod. He, he arrested, which is absurd. You see him in handcuffs in the Donner cut, but in the actual theatrical version, he does. He not only cripples him first by breaking every bone in his Ugh. hand, but he picks him up. Tosses him into a wall and he falls into an abyss that's so deep his voice trails off. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so it's and like then, one of those things. Like, and I was one of the first people to say, like, dude, you guys had Superman kill in in Man of Steel, and a couple people like rightly pointed out to me, like, he killed Zod in and Superman too. And I thought about it. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> Gravity killed Zod. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but brutal. but then Non tries to fly, he falls down, and then you know you know Ursa standing there, and, and Lois punches her in the face, and she kills her. Yeah, she, exactly. Oh, yeah, oh my gosh! And, and then, 
and then days. Superman, fully powered, goes back into a redneck bar to beat the shit out of some guy that humiliated him when he had no powers. He didn't have well, to do that. That wasn't for justice. That was for his pride. Oh, wow. that, he, he's 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 a little too late, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that, knowing that, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I, but, yeah. I, I digress because that was pretty funny that Dylan pointed that out. He he found out that Comedy Central only plays Seinfeld, The Cleveland Show, uh, South Park, South Park, The, and Office, the and Office, and Futurama, and Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, Superman in the old movies, though, he completely screws over. I don't know how many people to save Lois Lane because if you remember the yeah. original before he before he goes back in time. He's saving cats from trees. He's saving people from drowning. He's yes. saving Dan. He's saving everything. And then Lois dies because he's not there in time. So he rewinds Fuck. time. And Fuck those kids. And right to her. So all those Brutal. people that he like, you know, rewinds past. I don't know, man. People die. So he can get his booty calls. Lois was pretty good looking, though, back week. in the day. You know, I, 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 <laughs> Oh, Margot Kidder was banging. I never found her attractive. <laughs> Wait. I, I mean, loved her, and that's I think I love the, the woman who plays her. Uh, isn't Bitsy Tullock, who who plays her in the uh, Superman and Lois show, mm-hmm. looks like a young Margot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's one of She's the first fair. things I thought about. I was like, Hold she looks on. like a young Margot Kidder. I don't find her attractive. She, 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 yeah, the, same, the same smile, the same jawline. I, mm-hmm. I, I loved. Last time I saw Margot Kidder acting was she was she took over when Christopher Reeve passed away in real life. Yes, she took over as as Doctor uh, Swan's wife, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and she came, and she came onto onto Smallville. Yes, and Doctor Swan was named after a famous Superman oh, artist. Yes, and I, and I remember, and I remember when oh, Christopher Reeve showed up in Smallville, and then I read an article where he was just like, "Listen, Superman is an important part is an important part of American mythology, and it's so important that I pass the torch before I die," which he did, and yeah. which I thought was like really awesome and amazing. Yeah, no, he, he, it's, it's, you know, I, I remember they would do those little ads at the end. Every time he appeared, they would do an ad for the Christopher and Dan Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. still have my tags. I, re- you know, the, I remember the, yeah. um, there was a moment in uh, that, that episode from Smallville where um, D- Dr. Virgil Swan, is played by Christopher Reeve, is reading the Kryptonian message to Tom Welling, who plays Clark Kent. And he says, this is our son, Kal-El the last son of Krypton. And so like, he's learning for the first time of like his origin and who he is. And right before they cut to a commercial break, Tom Welling turns and looks at him and you, and you, the orchestra, like the background music goes, and I like, and I geeked out. I was like, and like, I was watching it with my parents at the time. I was like 19 years old. I'm like, Oh my gosh, guys, guys, it's a Superman thing. It's a Superman thing. And they're like, what the hell are you on about kid? Like, yeah, yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think, I think we, I think we've gone through it and through it tonight. So, um, yeah, Charles, man, as always, thank you so much for, for hanging out. We kept you for a long time tonight, man, but we, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you sitting down to bullshit comics with us again for another night. And, uh, once again, man, your, Dude. your insight is always greatly appreciated. I thought they were the same girl for what? She's, oh, you're talking oh, about man. Karen Allen and, and Margot Kidder. No, yeah. that's not the same girl. Karen uh, <laughs> Allen was from, uh, was from Indy, Indiana right? Jones. Yeah, like I'm just looking. They kind of looked similar for like a couple months back in the 80s. Hey, short round is in Loki. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was Very also true. in The Goonies, which was a great film. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic in Loki. Yeah. I love him. And what he won the Oscar for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, that's right. Which yeah, ironically recently. has time travel involved with it. 
Yes. And then he's and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, and then he's OB. Oh. Yeah, he's, yeah. What a All guy. right. We're, uh, we're two and a half hours in. Let's go ahead and get to our next part and let Charles, Charles go, man. Okay. All, All right, right, guys. All right, Charles, thank Stay you so cool. much, brother. Appreciate you, and we'll we'll talk to you next week, my man. Always. Yes, guys. All right. Yeah, I love Have you, fun. bro. Talk to you soon, man. Love you, guys. All right. Take All right, care, brother. Peace. Bye. Ooh, all right. That was our checking with comic show. man. This yeah, is a this is long flipping show. Here for the DC stuff is deep. Whew, it runs deep. It runs deep, man. It runs silent. It runs deep. Another good movie, right? Run silent, run deep. What is that from? It's like a submarine movie from back in the day. I don't know. We should look that up. Not right this second. <laughs> you are so sporadic yeah. tonight, man. You are all over the place. Silent, run deep. <laughs> well, that being said, um, no trick. <laughs> No, uh, no transition tonight. You was only jump into Mysterious World. Oh wow, we got to do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're two and a half hours. This is a long uh, flip. I, I said right, at the yeah. beginning of the show, hey, it's I a just long said, form podcast. I said, I'm happy to be. Here, I was just so. like, ah, this is gonna be a long show, and I Clark did not Gable. disappoint. Yeah. What the hell? Get off Wikipedia, you jackass. Sorry, Anyways, I've Mysterious World. Mysterious world that we're going to get into while wow. Keith is looking at Clark Gable on Wikipedia. I'm not looking. He was in the get movie. Get off okay. of Wikipedia, you jackass. The, you know what? You just took down my, my <laughs> thing. Anyways, so uh, we, we've done a, we've covered a lot of things from Mysterious World. Uh, we've done ghosts. We've done aliens. We've done individual cryptids. But there's one thing we've kind of tap danced around a little bit. And that's the biggest cryptid of them all. And yes. to do this, like we we decided like we're not gonna like just just talk about the cryptid in general because there's there's way too much. We're gonna talk about some individual stories of this cryptid. And like I said, this is the biggest cryptid. It is Bigfoot. Like it's it is the cryptid. Am I wrong? Like that's like it's, it's the biggest it's, it's the most it's big it's big that and the Loch Ness, Ness monster. monster. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Those are the big ones, right? And aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens. But it's aliens. But no, it's aliens. but uh, yeah, but there's uh but there was there's there's a lot to be said about Mysterious World. Like there could be an entire podcast devoted specifically to Bigfoot. So uh, I thought what we do instead to kind of break it down into little bite-sized pieces and once is we again, talk about some um, some specific eyewitness accounts of Bigfoot. And this is a, a small portion of a larger conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can always revisit this stuff. We can revisit Hollow Earth, Hollow Moon, Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah like of course. This is, not, this is not the only account of Bigfoot. You probably have one. And if you do, I, I, well, I've, please. Got, I've, I've got a couple to talk yeah. about here. I, I mean, don't know. Like, and what, if you have a personal account of Bigfoot, please I, reach I've, out to us I've at zumundo.outlook. Zumundo.outlook.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that would be cool. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about as we get into uh, Bigfoot tonight. Um, do you want to do you want to kick it off? You want me to start it? Or? So the, the conversation with this started with a, um, a very, very specific thing. And I was looking for, you know, watching Ancient Aliens and stuff back in the day. It was, you know, wild show or whatever. Sure. There was a story about a guy who um, was a hunter in Russia, in Siberia, mm -hmm. that actually shot one of these guys, the Yeti. He right? shot a Yeti. Okay. A Yeti, right. And it was so big, he couldn't retrieve it. But there was like actually like a pretty good story and some evidence around it. And maybe this is, uh, what is that called? When you remember something that's wrong, Man Mandela effect. The Mandela effect, yeah. That. I looked this story up and I can't find it. Really? Like, I, I literally spent like a long time looking this up and I was like, why can't so I find this one story? You got to run this from memory then. Y yeah. And wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this, it, 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 that story is, 
it's out there. Yeah. Say what again, right? No, no, I wasn't uh, going to say that. Um, but I was specifically looking for this hunter's account. He had a name. It was like, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's in one of those episodes, but I didn't, I couldn't watch all of ancient aliens to figure out what episode that specific thing was from, mm-hmm. because obviously the internet has, I don't know, buried it. Not buried. I'm not, this it's, is it not just a conspiracy might have been buried in a lot like, of things. It's yeah. just not a popular thing. So it's not easy to search anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple other, uh, pretty well-known stories of that. And specifically, I ran into a couple other things during this, which was in 2011. Okay. 11, uh, they found a bunch of like hairs and stuff and, um, deer hairs. I say they, right? Like this is, this is over Russia. They said, we found a lot of evidence that the Yeti is a, is a jam. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's real. And that's interesting, which led me to another story that says they tested a whole bunch of stuff in 2018, okay. like a lot of these samples and stuff. Deer hair. Yeah, you can't look at these notes because I'm not this, looking. This, this is from my own research that I looked up earlier because yeah, my notes are short here. Um, and and like, let's be honest, man. Like since the beginning, like, dude, people have found Yeti footprints. Even even Hillary and those guys, the Hillary step on okay. Mount Everest, mm-hmm. they found footprints, right? Sure. Most footprints are either debunked or they're like, that's a bear. They're bear footprints. But there's ones that have the big toe and then the three toes and like the middle toe. And Mm -hmm. they look not like man, Mm -hmm. not like beast, like something in between, right? Right. And uh, the Yeti is actually a spiritual animal animal, um, overseas and and in America too, right? Like there's a lot of different origin stories of this thing. But what they commonly scientists have figured out is the the hypothesis is if you see this thing when you go climbing in the Himalayas, is that you're seeing a cross between a polar bear and a different kind of bear. Oh, almost like a polar grizzly, which exists here in North America. Well, that like, sounds terrifying. It does exist. Like there's that places sounds like cocaine bears. There's places like up in the north where like grizzly bears and polar bears do meet and they do breed. And Obviously, Siberia is farther north than the Himalayan mountains, right? You know? Right. Yeah. Like, of course. So that's there's some migration there. There's some some other things that come in, and of course, you know, we are not a thousand percent skeptics, but like, right? Yeah. Of course. If it's possible, is it possible? Uh, there could be some hybrid. A growler bear. I'm actually just Ooh, looking at it. It exists. Scary, yeah. It's a thing. Um, that there might be a hybrid animal that actually exists, right? Or like, and obviously generations aside, it's not the firstborn. Like it's not half polar bear, half. Um, there's a, what's the other bear? There's another bear. Uh, Black bear. There's the, there's no, the Asian, there's the Asian bear. There's, there's a bunch of bears over there. So mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, they're saying there could be a hybrid bear that people have seen that, you know, bears can stand on two legs. Um, generally speaking, um, uh, I know bears and like great apes and stuff usually walk on two feet. I don't yeah, know. They, I mean, they're, so much like, they're more comfortable on can four swim. legs. Yeah, bears can swim, but a lot of things will walk on two legs if they're in water to a certain depth. Or if they're like wanting to stand up against like... And be uh, scary. Yeah, and, and try to intimidate something, they'll stand up on two it's legs, like right? Any bear would intimidate me, but I'm small, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I couldn't find that. So I looked up a really brutal thing that we'll get into, which is kind of more of an unexplained mystery than an actual Bigfoot sighting. But you've got a couple interesting, lo- I've got a couple of stories that I'll get into here. Tales that, um, um, yeah. But yeah, and yeah. And yeah, that's fine. And I'll actually, I'll start with the Yeti and then I'll move away from that afterwards. But okay. 
So a little, back, little bit of backstory about the Yeti. So, you know, as you know, like the Bigfoot, um, Bigfoot or Sasquatch, as uh, as they're known, has kind of uh, regional cousins, shall we say, like in, in several different parts of the world. And uh, so, Indeed. you know, uh, first of which is, of course, the Yeti. So like a Sasquatch or Bigfoot is kind of uh, specifically known to be a northwestern United States, kind of like, so like uh, Washington, Oregon, Canada, like, you know, in, in that region is typically where you would find Bigfoot. Um, but the Yeti is believed to live uh, up in uh, the Alps, or the Himalayas in that area. So the Yeti is uh, said to be muscular, covered with dark grayish or reddish brown fur, and weighs somewhere between 200 and 400 pounds, uh, and is relatively short compared to uh, North America's Bigfoot, who, mm-hmm. uh, and it averages about six feet tall, so about a man, about the, the height of a man. Because people, yeah, people say those are a lot larger, yeah. seven, eight feet tall. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you want to go back in historical accounts, Alexander the Great, I know we talked about Hannibal a little bit, so we're going to go back here oh, uh, a little cool, bit yeah. for Alexander the Great. Um, when he conquered the Indus Valley in 326 BC, he told the natives he demanded to see this Yeti that they that they have spoken of. Like you said, it was kind of a spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual creature. So he conquered the Indus Valley in 326 BC, demanded to see this. Um, according to National Geographic, the local people told him um, that they were unable to present one because the creature could not survive at that low an altitude. So basically, like, I've conquered you people. I demand to see this Yeti. And they basically pointed up to the mountain and said, look, it's up there, bro. Like, we can't bring it down. It's it's there. Like, it doesn't... It, he doesn't come down here. You got to go up there to see Kind of like uh, we, we talked about the uh, the gray guy up in... Uh, yeah, the gray Scotland. man. Scotland, yeah. yeah. the gray man, exactly. But Which is a different story. Go yeah. back and listen to that episode. Low, lower lower altitude, yeah. but, but similar. Yeah. Um, in 1921, so let's fast forward here to a more recent era, a journalist named Henry Newman interviewed a group of British explorers who had just returned from a Mount Everest expedition. The explorers told the journalists that they had discovered some very large footprints uh, on the mountain to which their guides had attributed to Mito Kengmi, Essentially meaning uh, man bear snowman. Man bear. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Walken. Appreciate that, man. Um, so Newman got the snowman part right, but he mistranslated Mito as filthy. And then uh, he okay. seemed to think when he was writing this all down that abominable sounded even better in print. And he used this menacing name in the paper, thus. The abominable snowman oh, was born. Out. Yeah, so that was that was the uh, the origin of the abominable snowman, otherwise known as the Yeti. You know, this is so weird about this. Like the internet is like cleaned itself up, and <laughs> like that used to be like, oh no, it's always been known as that. There's no like you have the answer. Well, now. we used to also go on Rotten.com back in the day. Fair so enough. Fair <laughs> enough. The internet used to be the Wild West. Like, let's be honest here. Yeah, and there there was a lot of uh, misinformation, as they say. Yeah, or, or disinformation, as it were. Oh, <laughs> but um, but going back to the Yeti uh, in her book, still living. Yeti, Sasquatch, and the Neanderthal Enigma from 1983, researcher Mira Shackley offers the following description reported by two hikers in 1942, and I'm going to read an excerpt from that book now. Mm -hmm. Quote, Two black specks moving across the snow about a quarter mile below them. The height was not much less than eight feet. The heads were described as squarish 
and the ears must lie close to the skull because there was no projection from the silhouette against the snow. The soldiers sloped sharply down to a powerful chest covered by reddish-brown hair, which formed a close body of fur mixed with long, straight hairs hanging downward. So this is uh, this is accounts in a book from 1983, in accounts from hikers that they interviewed who said they saw this in 1942 about the Yeti. But we're going to go to a, kind of a, a little bit more of a uh, modern time here. We're going to fast yeah. forward to 1986. Very modern. Very modern. Uh, it, this is now that we're now we're, this is within our lifetime now. In March of 1986, Anthony Woolridge, a hiker in the Himalayas, saw what he thought was a Yeti standing in the snow near a ridge about 500 feet away. That's pretty close. It's pre- pretty it's close. It's pretty far, but and it's over 100 yeah. yards. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a football it's field hard to plus. See. Um, yeah. It didn't move or make it's a noise, football. but Woodridge Almost. saw odd tracks in the snow that seems to, seemed to lead toward the figure. He took two photographs of the cr- creature, which were later analyzed and proven genuine. Now, I have this. You, you can't, if you're listening on the podcast, it, yeah. uh, you can see it. It's real. But it's like, it's you can't really tell much from this picture. It just looks like a humanoid figure standing in the snow. Correct. It's like a black humanoid figure standing in the snow But from everything a that's distance. not and snow this is, in that picture is black. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's The rocks zoomed, aren't gray. Yeah. It's just kind of black and white. Yeah, it's yeah. a picture in 1986. So it's really, I mean, I know it was, quote, proven genuine, but it's kind of like, what can you tell by that other than that's a humanoid figure in the snow? And this actually brings me to a modern a modern uh, thing that's on the internet right Mm -hmm. now, which we'll get to here in a second. Yeah. Um, But yeah, despite all that, like despite all the evidence to the contrary, steadfast believers still continue to support the existence of the Yeti. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of up for debate. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that swear they've seen it. And then there's a lot of scientific evidence that says like, okay, no, this has all been debunked. So, you know, what, what's your take on it? So a couple things here, we talked about the philosophy of Bigfoot, so to speak of, of the Yeti, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard several things, right? Possibly Gigantopithecus, which is a large, um, ape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the missing link or anything like that, but sure. it's a giant, uh, you know, man beast, um, could still theoretically have small breeding populations that are out in very remote. It's feasible places, possible. I don't know about probable, right? Like if we get in our, it's, it's, our, our it, lack of scientific the, measurement. Is it within the realm of possibility? It's possible, yes. right? But, um, you know, and actually Joe Rogan talks about this in history, in history, like he has talked about this quite a bit over the years and, you know, he's like a a guy that everybody knows. So they're like, oh yeah, well, like he was a big believer for a while. And now I don't think he's like, he's like, yeah, I think it's all, it's, it's crap, right? Yeah. It's crap. Um, but, uh, I don't know if that's his current stance, you know, whatever. I don't get to talk to that guy ever. So Mm -hmm. let, let alone like normally. Um, but what I will say here is, (laughs) Uh, is this is interesting, um, is that if you had a, it's just such a remote story, right? And they've got a lot of evidence. So what I was going to say in 2011, when they thought they had proof of this thing, they went back and tested a bunch of samples in 2018. I say they scientific community. And they found that, um, almost all of them ended up being bear hairs, right? That were found in the wild. A couple of which were actually dog hairs, uh, and coarse hair. And somebody said it came from like a ridge line. And like most animals, there's not an animal in the wild that has like, you know, like, a like some dogs have like a ridgeback 
you know, kind of thing, or like some animals have like a ridge of hair that's right. more coarse than the rest of their hair, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that most of these really super coarse hairs ended up being something from another animal that was completely right. I, I know right. a lot of them, uh, they had one that was in uh, it, evidence for a long time and they finally came out and said, this well, is deer they hair. said that his hair and I'm, I'm pointing here, like went from the top and it was like spiky, like a Mohawk all the way down the back of the neck. And they're like, well, first of all, that's not really a thing. Okay. Um, second of all, this is a dog or a bear. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's where we're at with that. The footprints, we, we know there's been a lot of fake footprints. There's the uh, the videotape from the 70s, which is pretty freaky. The first couple thousand times you see it. Right? Now, <laughs> right, now yeah, so much course, you're like, yeah, ah, it's the internet, Yeah, it's right? that one, yeah. Um, but it was old in a time when people didn't fake that. Now, there's a new video that came out with a train passing, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen this uh, re- branded as kids saw this while they're and like they're, they're on the train like a train is going through the the you know the countryside and this is in russia i believe and there's a there's a wookie <laughs> for lack of a better term that's sitting down getting up oh, moving around but probably it's probably like a really serious hunter that's in a complete ghillie suit you know what i yeah, mean yeah exactly it doesn't look like a monster. It looks like a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look like a man. It's super interesting. And is it scary and intimidating? You can't tell the size because you don't know how big the rocks yeah, are. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's it, you. You got no frame of reference. From I'll give the pictures. you that. And could it be a Bigfoot? Yeah, maybe. Probably unlikely, right? Right. Um, but then I I heard another account from a dude who went on a trek to Nova Scotia. Right, we're bouncing all over the world here. Uh, <laughs> And Nova Scotia is in the eastern side. I've of, been there. You know, it's an island in Canada. I, I almost said early Canada. Eastern, like, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's north of New Canada. England. Yeah, it's it's north, but it's 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 very far north. But it's you know, it's not like like it's not the North Pole, right? Right. Um, and this guy went on like a uh, survival thing, and this guy was on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and he said that oh, they're there. He like went out with this weird yeah. military. He didn't even say what company was. So there's obviously like a lack of information that he's like, you're on the show, you're giving your account. This thing made some noise through some rocks mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, that's freaky. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, no, they're there. And these people are like, all right, they tell you not to come into their space. This is the Sasquatch tells you not to come into space. Right. And then you, you, you kindly bow out, right? right? Like you don't camp there, you leave, yeah, stay out of the way, mm-hmm. which would lead to a lack of confrontation between man and Sasquatch slash Yeti slash well, Bigfoot. It, maybe it's possible that there's some elusive form of ape out there that just knows that man is bad news. That also can can get into a bunch of different climates, though. Yeah, well, of course, because not all Bigfoot sightings. Because there's a big Bigfoot sighting. Uh, what do you call it? Like area that's in the, um, not in the Southeastern United States, but kind of in like Northern Mississippi. There's mm-hmm. a big forest in that area, probably on like the Western side of the Appalachians mm-hmm. push that in a big forest that I've also seen a whole show about. And they're like, Oh, they're here mm-hmm. like straight up. Like everybody's convinced <sighs> man, hard evidence outside of footprints. It's kind of tough. Yeah, and and footprints aren't hard evidence either, right? Because like we said, though, well, that can, can be, be that can be misconstrued pretty easily. Some of the videos are interesting, but I, I have I have one incident that that up until very recently I had never heard a legitimate theory for what happened to these people. Okay, and this happened in in um, 
excuse me, this happened. I don't know how to say this word. The uh, diet to love pass diet diet incident. diet love diet love. I don't know. It's a it, Russian word. Um, in this group, love. right? Diet love. Nine mm-hmm. nine uh, Soviet hikers died in the northern Ural Mountains. And this is between February 1st and 2nd, 1959. Some of this I'm coming off of Wikipedia under uncertain circumstances. Right. All right. So the story I heard is that all these people were hiking. They camped out and they had a mm-hmm. nice campsite. And then all of them were found like basically torn to shreds. Oh, wow. Not like, like, hey, somebody came in your tent and ate you like a monster. Like they had like cut their way out of their tents with wow. their own knives and run away from the chaos that was happening oh, and then damn. got chased down and murdered, right? What did what year was this, you know? This was back in 1959, right? So 1959, it's an older okay. thing, right? Yeah. And then like people found them and it was like chaos and everybody was like, holy crap, right? And I've heard stories of this that people equate to werewolves and then other people explain it's probably a bear or something like that. Well, up until recently, like this was kind of a scary story. Obviously, if you watch Ancient Aliens or something like that, it's a little bit more... People are using artistic license for a lot of stuff. Sure, and these people pass away. It's horrible, right? Like we we don't like that. But overnight, something happened and caused them to cut their way out of their tents and flee their campsite while inadequately dressed, right? Like like you're still in your PJs, right? Mm-hmm. And you're running. You just jump out of your your sleeping bag. And you're like, I gotta go. Like there's a monster. I gotta go. Right, kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? And uh, there's heavy snowfall fall and all this stuff. Well. After they were discovered, a bunch of investigators came up there and they were like, wow, some of these people pass away from hypothermia because you mm-hmm. don't last long sure. when you don't have clothes on in a super cold environment. Right. And I don't know the temperatures, you know, I'm sure they're sub-zero and stuff, right? And one victim had major skull damage. They're like, oh, crap. A few of them were killed by physical trauma. And that's different from the, they were torn into pieces and right. stuff like that. Yeah, like, this it's is, like, okay, this is okay beat you somebody had a legitimate head injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, four of the bodies were found lying around in running water by a creek, right? Like, and, and three of the four bodies had damage to soft tissue, right? Which mm-hmm. would you think, like, everything's bear attack or something like this, Sure. Right? But this is, you're talking about nine people. That's a lot, yeah, of, people that's a lot for, of people for yeah. one, you know, Yeti monster to come get mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Two of the bodies had missing Plus, eyes. Plus, like, you would think that, like, nine people could overpower a bear. You know what I mean? Right. So so two of the bodies were missing eyes. Damn. That's, and like, precise. One, one had a missing tongue, and the other oh. had missing eyebrows, right? Wow. Now, the eyebrows, I could see if you fell and hit your head hard enough, you could... But that sounds more like it's something, like, right. intentionally, like, ripped off of... Ripped your face off, essentially. So the investigation originally concluded that a compelling natural force had caused the deaths. Numerous theories have been put forward to account for the unexplained deaths, including animal attacks, hypothermia, an avalanche, uh, catabotic wind, like a crazy wind, mm-hmm. infrasound induced panic, right? Like if there's some weird vibration, it sends everybody crazy. Military involvement, which that sounds weird, yeah. or uh, some combination of everything, right? So actually, Russia actually opened up a new investigation in 2019. And they actually went back and they looked. And apparently the damages weren't as crazy as reported. Okay. Possibly. Uh, right. 
Um, they said the survivors, it was an avalanche is what they, what they suspected um, happened. Right. Okay. And, uh, 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 it, yeah. Okay. Survivors <laughs> of the avalanche been forced to suddenly leave their camp. Like if half your tent, yeah, but then and you're smushed up, you got to cut your way out. Right. Uh, snow melts. Right. I get it. Okay. And then they like, you don't have all your clothes. You can't get them. They're under the snow. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, and that like you had to abandon it and then everybody died of hypothermia. Obviously some of those people could have been injured severely in the, in the avalanche, right? Huh? Avalanche okay. is a serious, serious thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But that, that, that's, that's so weird though. I know. Right. They said it was a heroic struggle period, right. Mm-hmm. That these people went through. Um, but a lot of people said there, there wasn't any panic and there was, you know, they had no chance basically to save themselves under these particular circumstances. In 2021, another scientist uh, published suggested a type of avalanche known as a slab avalanche, which could would explain more of the uh, injuries, right? Like, right. So you've got heavier snow, ice, you know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and 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 they could have been some of the more harder injuries, right? I mean, somebody break an arm or something, they can obviously get up and still walk, right? They can escape. Sure. Now I don't know because every explanation of that particular. And I, I, I say look it up because it's a wild tale. It's is absolutely horrific, right? Um, and when you camp, like you wouldn't camp in a place that you would think an avalanche would come, right? You're not going to go next to that 70-degree slope. Mm-hmm. However, avalanches don't really happen on a 70-degree slope because okay. the snow doesn't accumulate because the degrees are so high, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just using the arbitrary number, 70 degrees. They do happen at like 35, 40 degrees, which doesn't look that bad maybe from where you're at you think you're in a flat zone but you might have a ton of snow above you yeah you know what i mean like so so oh man i don't know but the the scattering of where everybody ended up at the end of the day running for Mm -hmm. fear or just running to get out of the way right um and then they all they all end up passing away that's like a big yeti attack scenario i mean i guess i don't know like could man could i don't know it, it there's 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 two schools of thought for that and you know whichever one you go with like you know wild animal other than yeti or Bigfoot. i mean like or, but you know, packs of wolves generally don't attack packs. no of no people, they definitely right? don't no now, they, they they avoid humans from what i was told and this could be bs right like early on they're like if you have a dog with you and you're up in alaska like whatever those movies from the eighties were, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're alone with a dog, the wolves might attack your dog, mm-hmm. right? Cause your dog's loyal to you. It's a pack thing. And like you get a bunch of wolves tracking you and eventually they might kill you too. Once sure. you get sick and, and tired, but they don't just go tear up a bunch of people. Now I could be completely wrong on this. Okay. No, no, they yeah. don't. You're right. They and, don't. and, 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 and it, it, and if somebody has a story of that, that's, that's, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't have all the info here. It's just, I just read stuff, you know? Um, so like nine people to get injured by a pack of animals is very, not unlikely, just not something that I would ever hear about. Yeah. Right? Now, now if there was tigers up there, tigers don't care, right? No, tigers will come like, at you. A tiger yeah. is like you walking by a colony of ants. You don't really care about the ants. They're over there. Oh man, if an ant bites your foot, that's the only reason you would notice, right? Mm-hmm. Like a tiger is like, Hey, these jokers are food. And somehow I walk too north. I'm gonna eat all these people, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, and that's kind of a crazy 
you know, it'd be a yeah, weird thing. I mean, but yeah, but that, but this is in I'm not Nova saying Scotia, this was a tiger. Though, right? Like, no, this this one's in in Russia. This is in the Ural oh, okay, Russia. Yeah. yeah, there are Siberian tigers up there. There are there absolutely are there. Yeah, there. As far as I know, there's no tigers in uh, in Canada, but there are lynxes and stuff. You know? Yeah, bobcats maybe. I, I don't know. But this happened in Russia. So this is an interesting story. It's a scary story. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people say aliens. You know, that, yeah. that was kind of the, the way it was. Right. Know, you know, put on, out on the show when I originally found this one. But uh, but there's also other stories, like the hunter that killed one. And this was on the, um, this would be like Eastern Siberia, where it was too big for him to take home. Okay. Like, I, I got him, you know. Right. Probably shot him with an old Mosin gun or whatever, you know, one of those Russian rifles. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of tales of weird stuff in Siberia at the end of the day. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, I know this is, I have no answers here, man. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We just talk about it and yeah. then there's, hey, Tiffany, what's up? Tiff's in the life. Hey, Tiff. I don't have an answer or a theory even to what happened. The slab avalanche could could definitely explain some injuries. Yeah. And uh, avalanches, like I said, don't happen necessarily at the degrees you would think they would happen. You think like big, tall mountain, like psh, snow runs right off. Right. right. Like, but it's really like this mountain that the avalanche has on. Like, it's not as big as you would think. Like, yeah. like steep, I guess you would say. Yeah. And uh, it's been a long time since I've actually studied avalanches. So when I was reading this through and that there's some modern explanations for it, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, Either way, like I feel bad for the families of those people and, and yeah, those people of course, themselves. Yeah. yeah, from 1959. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild, dude. That's wild. Well, uh, th- th- taking all that into account, we're gonna go from uh, from there all the way to uh, our backyard in Florida. Yeah, a little bit more recently. I like the funny Bigfoot stories, like where they're like, <laughs> well, this one's uh, this is kind of uh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to move over to uh, just kind of our own backyard. Um, so as a lot of you guys know, um, here in Florida, we have a regional version of the Bigfoot known as Skunk Ape. Um, and so we're going to talk about some eyewitness accounts that happened uh, in Davie, Florida, which is not too far away from where we record Zumundo here. Uh, so this is Broward County, Florida in uh, 1974. Um, and so this is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm reading from an account from somebody who saw this back in 1974, allegedly, of course, because you find it on the internet and, you know, may or may not be true. Uh, in 1974, I was 12 years old visiting my sister and her family in Davie, Florida with my cousin who was 15 at the time. One night we were sleeping on a pullout couch in the sitting room or the living room when we smelled something like a skunk, only worse. We asked my sister what it was and she said it was the skunk ape who comes around during the hottest summers. We didn't believe it, so we asked our friends, and they said it was real. One night when we were sleeping, we saw a huge shadow come across the window. Then it turned and looked at itself and let out a blood-curdling scream that scared us half to death. It turned and walked to the side of the house, and we followed it by going to the side bathroom. There it squatted down to eat a wild watermelon— and then went to the back of the house to a man-made lake, squatted down, and drank some water. A few nights later, the beast attacked a wild horse in its corral, but the horse got away by jumping over the corral and ran off into the pasture. The rancher came out and took a few shots at the beast, but it got away. 
When the horse came back, it had fingerprints on its hindquarters, not scratches, but finger marks. A few nights later, the beast came back and killed a farmer's bull. The farmer took a a few shots at the beast and missed it. At the same time, my sister and husband were coming home from a night out, and the sheriff and his deputy were on patrol. We jumped into the deputy's car and followed him when the beast stepped out of the darkness and was hit by a police car. The beast went down. When it and when it got up, it looked into um, the police car and let out a blood curdling yell. We were about ten feet behind the deputy when the beast was hit by the police car with both hands, and the back of the car came off the ground. Then it limped off into the swamp. When the sheriff got there, the car looked like it had hit a utility pole. Just then, the farmer came over, and the sheriff. And told the sheriff that his prized bull was dead. This bull was huge, with at least a ton, uh, with at least a ton, with its head ripped off and thrown across the pasture. This is wild. Wow. This is this is a lot. Then when they came in, uh, when they called in the state police uh, with their uh, the horses, dogs, and helicopters, they searched the swamps and found nothing. And like I have a picture pulled up here of like where all of these things happened okay. in uh in Davie, Florida. So I, I read all of this and I was just like the old skunky. I was just like, this is a lot and this is like a wild story. So I immediately like went and uh cross checked this with uh police reports from Davie, Florida in nineteen seventy four and I okay. couldn't find any well there wasn't the internet. yeah so yeah there wasn't the internet back then um all i could find was this article from 2017 that talks about the sightings of the skunk ape in the 70s and this report from the same year uh in 1974 multiple news outlets were quick to cover the bizarre circumstances of the skunk ape sighting that still represents some of the best documentation of the everglades resident hairy humanoid or i'm sorry hominid The Miami News reported that on January 9th, Richard Smith was driving home on State Road 27 through the Everglades just after midnight when he hit what was described as a furry naked man about (laughs) eight feet tall. Well, yeah. Uh, The Miami News reported that on January 9th, Richard Smith was driving home on that same road. um, And he continued to say in the Tallahassee Democrat from 1974, and this Mm -hmm. is a quote here. It jumped out at me. I swerved to miss it and almost hit another car head on. Oh, wow. I thought it was a big man with no clothes on. It was a real, it was real hairy and looked to be about seven or eight foot tall. Smith told the police so, that. Okay, go ahead. And this is, this is from the Tallahassee no, Democrat. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. This, this is from a news I don't want to digress. No, just, no, go ahead. I, like I recently saw a few people a few months ago that were over seven feet tall and I'm 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 five nine five ten on a good day, right? Yeah. If I if I stretch out in bed, maybe you know, yeah. like I am not a six foot tall human, right? Humanoid, mm-hmm. um, and they are freaking massive. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big it's a big figure, right? Like unmistakably so. Yeah, like unnaturally large. Like when you see somebody bigger than you, like most of my friends are taller than me. Um, we're about the same height, but like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always feel like I'm short when we're hanging out with our friends, sure. you know, like we, you know, we're at the dinner or whatever, and everybody's like towering over me. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is my own perception of, of where I stand on the planet. Um, but I know a lot of people are over six feet, but those dudes that were like, the one guy was like, I'm seven, four. The one guy's like, I'm seven, two. Mm-hmm. The one guy's like, I'm six, 10. They were 
like way bigger. Yeah. Like, like just like, I know guys who are six, four. No, I like it. I know a lot of guys who are six, four. These guys look way bigger, yeah. like just in stature and stuff. So could it be a man? Could, maybe, could be possibly maybe. like you see a seven foot tall dude. You're going to remember that, it's right? It's not, it's not impossible. They're just not common, right? Like, yeah. They're, but they are really big, yeah. you know? Well, um, anyways, I don't know about all the hair and stuff. You right. Know, like it, that's kind of creepy. So anyways, so a lot of these sightings continued from 1974 into 1975. So while I couldn't like fact check this mm-hmm. original, um, sighting so to speak yeah there i can say that uh, according to the newspaper articles at the time th- there was a lot of sightings in 1974 in davie florida that led into 1975 so w- was that account true i don't know but Maybe. there was a lot of and this is backed up from newspaper and, and articles at the time what i'm gonna get is like i don't think it was one one-off seven foot plus guy that was no of course not that just seems a little weird. Like yeah. he had one, like uh, a drifter or something that came through that was just huge and had mm-hmm. long hair and yeah. it counts for all these stories. It just seems unlikely, you know? Yeah. So maybe there is a big, sk- I, I always thought the skunk ape was a little smaller. Yeah. Um, who's to say? I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of just nothing out there. Yeah. Well, I know but that's, uh, anyways, so we can effectively say that we, we ducked into to, to Bigfoot tonight, like for the first bit, time yeah. ever. Yeah, a little bit. Like it's, we dipped our toe in the water. But, there's uh, so much yeah, with gosh, that we're, uh, this, this is a long show, man. Like we're, we're running over three. You know, I thought like when we talked about doing like the eight hour special for our one year anniversary. Oh, that's going to go off without a hitch. Well, I was thinking like, God, who can do an eight hour show? Dude, we've already done like three hours without breaking a sweat. So I, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm getting pretty tired. Are you sweating? I'm not sweating, but I'm, I'm ready to finish up the show. I don't yeah, know about let's you. Send so, it. Yeah, let's take it so, uh, so that's going to be the end of mysterious world for tonight, guys. We can keep going, but like, this is a long ass show tonight. So, um, let's go ahead and uh, we're going to close it out with uh, AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights tonight, um, which is going to be really interesting. So uh, a little bit of backstory before we close out the show tonight. Um, so I was thinking about what to do. And so uh, we did our first AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights as uh, Batman and the Joker. And we're going to bring that back tonight a little bit here, but uh, it's going to be a little different. We're going to do um, Batman and the Joker that famous interrogation scene from uh the dark knight and it's going to be uh instead of uh, having it as it was presented in christopher nolan's movie we are instead going to do uh we're going to do it as shakespeare would have presented or shakespeare would have written it so i put this through an ai filter and had it rewrite the interrogation scene from uh from the dark knight so this is uh william shakespeare's the Dark Knight. So here we go, everybody. Enjoy. And now for another edition of AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights. All right, there we go. AI Theater yeah. Presents Scripted Delights. Are we- Oh man! All right. So this is all written in the style of Shakespeare. So um, first of all, before we before we get started here, it's a lot. Uh, Batman. Uh, uh, Keith is going to be playing Christian Bale's Batman. I'm going to. I have to. I'm going to be playing uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. And <laughs> let me try to get my Heath Ledger Joker. I don't, I don't. There you go. Get get into character. Voice right. Yeah. Get Swear into it. Me. Swear to me. Swear to me. 
Yeah, sorry. Is that is that the right? Do you want to yeah. know how I got these scars? All right, oh. are we ready for this? We should watch that movie. All right, all right. Here we go, everybody. I'm I'm going to put on some yes, some uh, Batman inspired music that is copyright free. Well, actually, it's not copyright free. I I, I paid for it. So you, here we you're go. You're reading the. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the. Uh, the here text. We so this here we go. This is our acting portion. This is our acting portion before we close out the night. Here we go. The moon doth cast its pale light upon the scene. Gordon, brave and valiant, doth step forth. The lights above, they do illuminate the darkness. Behind him, Batman, the dark knight, doth appear. The Joker, bewildered, doth blink into the, the harshness of the light. A sound is heard. A mighty wham. <laughs> The Joker's faith doth meet the table, only to rise again with a crack. Crack! The Joker rains down upon his head. Batman, with the quickness and strength, doth stand before him. The Joker, fascinated, doth stare. Start not with the head, for the victim becomes dizzy, unable to feel the continuation of pain. Crack! Batman's fist doth strike upon this joker's fingers see thou sought me out and now i am here i desired to witness your actions and thou did not disappoint thou allowed five innocent lives to perish then thou let dent assume thy role even to a man such as myself this is a betrayal most foul. Speak to me, knave. Tell me where <laughs> Dent can be found. Those foolish mobsters desire thy demise so that those gents may return to their previous corrupt ways. But I know it the truth. There is not going back. Thou hast altered the course of destiny. Then why dost thou wish to end my life? <laughs> End you? Oh, nay, dear Batman. I have no desire to end your existence. For without you, what purpose would I have? Shall I revert to the mundane business of stealing from mobsters? Nay, 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 it is thee, mine own adversary, that completes me. You are a wretched being, killing for monetary gain. Doth not speaketh like the common folk, for thou art not one of their kind, even if it be true inside, a part of thee yearns to be. Those folk, to them thou art a freak, like me. Those gents merely require thy assistance for the present moment. He regards Batman. A hint of pity in his eyes. But as soon as their need wanes, they shall discard you as an outcast treating you as a leper. The Joker bit gazes into the eyes of Batman searching for understanding. Their morals, their codes, they are but a jest. Discarded at the first sign of trouble, they are only as virtuous as the world permits. Thou shalt witness this. I shall show thee when their circumstances become dire. These so-called civilized people shall consume one another. Perceive, I am no monster. 
I am but ahead of the curve. The Batman seizes the Joker, pulling him upright. Where is Dent? (laughs) Thou holds tightly to thy rules, believing them to protect thyself. I adhere to one rule. Thee doth find thyself in a world devoid of order, where the only sensible way is to live without rules, and on this eve thou shalt break thy one rule. Batman leans in towards the Joker. This is my consideration. At this moment, thy villain. For minutes doth remain, and thou must play mine little game if thou dost desire one to save one of them. Them? Anon, I did think thee to be dint, the way thou didst pursue her, but now I see thou art one in a mask with secrets concealed. Batman drops the Joker, rips down a bolted up chair. The Joker, bleeding from the nose and the mouth, laughs at Batman. <laughs> Look at thee go! Doth Harvey know about thee and his little bunny? Where are they? He grabs the Joker, holding him close. I beg thee to choose wisely, for killing is a choice. Where? Batman punches the Joker across the face hard. Where are they? The Joker feeds off of Batman's anger, loving it. Thou has nothing, nothing to threaten me with. Nothing to do with all thy strength. But I fear not. I'm going to tell thee where they are, both of them. And that's the point. Thou must select one life over the other. The friend, the district attorney, or his bride to be fair. Thou have to choose. He doth dwell at 250 52nd Street, and she, his beloved, awaits at Avenue X near Cicero. And scene. Swear to me. Swear to me. That's cool. Actually, that, that was that, that was a lot, man. Pretty dynamic, actually. <laughs> a dynamic, you, dynamic duo are we, sir? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was fun, actually. I didn't think I could do that. You did it, man. You, you performed some yeah, bat, it, some Shakespearean Batman tonight. It dude. Shows you a little uh, the overdrive characters of the SM57. Very, very technical. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Far out, man. Holy f! We went over three hours tonight, man. Jeebus, that is a long show. I applaud you. Oh, man, that was a good time. Everybody. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, if you're still here hanging with us, if this then is your first all episode. I can say this, go watch the you. others, listen to the others. We don't go this yeah. long usually, but we are, we appreciate. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 there it is. That's what she said. There it is. Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, that's gonna be it for Zumundo tonight, guys. We uh, we went over three hours, so let's let's get out of here, guys. For Zumundo podcast, everybody. I'm Julian, and I'm Keith. And have a I had a have a <laughs> Zumundus week, everybody. Dude, hey, 
so deep tonight. I had a great time tonight, this, man. I have a great time every time. Did man. you have a good like, time? I'm ready to keep going. Let's swear. do five, six hours. Do you like, swear you had a good time? Swear to me. Swear to me. Yeah. No, that was <laughs> awesome, man. That was fun. Doing a little DC. A lot of DC tonight. Yeah? A lot of like, DC, so. man. I learned some stuff. You learned some always. stuff? We learned some, some life lessons, yeah. too. I feel, like also, I'm a, I feel like I'm a better person. I, I feel like you're a better person, too. <laughs> I feel like we're both better. And me, too. I feel like we're always better. We get better. I think.